Okay. It gave me a new stream key. Dallas, y'all gonna have to get out that game, huh? No, not you. What's up, y'all? Otep Jesus, we back. Another uncomfortable conversation. I had the live button. I didn't even know I had the live button going. My bad, y'all. This little technical difficulties today. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody's week's gone well. My birthday was yesterday. I'm feeling good, feeling blessed. Still here. Still healthy, still, had, still happy. Got a great conversation for y'all tonight. As you already know, I'm an author, tech startup co-founder. You can get all those links in the description box below. I'm in Bitcoin. I'm in artificial intelligence, iPhone apps, and much more to come. Stream lagging a bit. Hopefully, uh, stream doesn't give me too much problems. Let me see. How's this now? How's this now? Is it still laggy, laggy? How's the audio? Is the audio laggy or is it just a video? Y'all tell me what's lagging. Is it the audio or is it just a video? Looks like it's uh, stabilizing now. Stream sounds good. Just the face is frozen sometimes. It's wonderful. <laughs> Does the audio match? The audio is fine. All right. Thank you, Steph Colonel. Shout out to Steph Colonel. Shout out to Kent Thoreau, Brody. Uh, shout out to my moderators holding me down, keeping the trolls at bay. But without further ado, I'd like to introduce y'all my guest. No, y'all been waiting. Bishop Larry Gators. What's up, my brother? How you feeling? My brother, I am blessed and highly favored. It is such a great honor to be on your powerful show, uh, uh, Hotep Jesus. And it is such a great honor even to be in your presence. You are on the Mount Rushmore of truthers and those that are awakened here in the United States and around the world. It is such a great honor to grace your program tonight to talk about a very powerful and anointed topic concerning the manipulation of black pain and the weaponization of black trauma. Mm, mm, the weaponization of black trauma. Um, before we get into that, I want to know who Bishop L. Gators is. You told, you told uh, on another podcast, you told them that 
uh, your second generation pastor, right? Well, actually, fifth generation minister. Um, mm. I am the the host of the nationally syndicated uh, radio talk show, Global Spiritual Revolution Radio, um, through the iHeart Radio Network and the iHeart Media Group here in New York City, New York. Uh, also, we are through the WOR 710 AM family. Um, so now we're reaching, uh, we have the capacity to reach, by the grace of God, at least 200 nations around the world, um, anywhere from 100 to 200 million people. So um, is this we're a, trying is this to get a, to your level, but we're not quite there yet. So, is this, yes. is this, is this, so, is this a, a paid deal you got going on with iHeart Network? What's that? Is this a paid deal you got going on with iHeart? Well, uh, that's classified information. I, I can't reveal that, you know, but um, <laughs> I am a, uh, what I call an apostolic uh, contract assassin in the Pentecostal mercenary. So I am very honored to be here tonight. Been in radio for 25 years, mm. been in ministry for 40 of those years. And so I am a black conservative. I make no apologies for that, a ardent supporter of our great president, President Donald J. Trump. It's interesting, uh, when he was diagnosed yesterday with COVID-19 uh, on the 1st of October, which is 33 days to the election. Uh, it's interesting because um, Kobe Bean Bryant, who was a 33rd degree Mason uh, within the Prince Hall Masonic Order, who also, I believe, was assassinated on the 26th of January, 2020, in an area that we call Calabasas, which is the 33rd con Congressional District in the state of California. And the sheriff of LA County who gave that press conference is the 33rd sheriff in the history of the LA County Sheriff's Department. That's Alex Villanueva. And the land of Calabasas, the specific geographical location where Kobe, uh, Kobe's Sikorsky 76B helicopter went down, uh, that land is owned by the Open Society Foundation, which is CEO is George Soros. So nothing is by accident and everything is a synchronized pattern of events that I'm really looking forward to getting into tonight, especially concerning the manipulation of, uh, of black pain and thereby the weaponization of black trauma. And you ain't waste no time. You just jump right to it. You must be like the godfather of conspiracy theories. Yeah, you're beginning to break up just a little, uh, uh, Brother Hotep. But uh, as long as you can, uh, can you hear me fine? I just want to make sure. So yeah, I just, uh, I just say, well, yeah. All let's, I said was, all I said to, was, it to, seems like it seems like you're one of those godfathers of conspiracy theories. It's like it's got we got Alex Jones and then it's, it's Bishop Larry Gators. You got him. You got him down. You I'm got not <laughs> I'm not a conspiracy uh, um, theorist. I'm a conspiracy realist. Uh, I apply uh, the theory to application with facts and figures and dates and times and dates and dispensations. So, but uh, yeah, but I, I thank God for you, man of God, for your staff. And I really want to get into this. This is a powerful type of teaching. I cannot wait for to open the floor for Q&A later on. So let's begin to unpack this as to why we're seeing the events in Louisville, Kentucky, Wisconsin, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Chicago, Los Angeles, Baltimore, all over the country. So what is the manipulation of black pain in the weaponization of black trauma? Well, it begins with 
one of the most powerful theologians in history, a man by the name of uh, Barack De Spinoza, who once said, and I quote that, what altar of refuge can a man find when he commits treason against the majesty of reason? In other words, what you and I are seeing right now is a total takeover of our country, okay? Through what I call problem reaction solution, where the global Baphomet Luciferian deep state, they create a catastrophe, a crisis in order to solicit an emotional response because they know black people who have never dealt with their historical pain and their historical trauma, not all of us, but a great percentage that we're going to react. Thereby, we're going to force the deep state who had created the crisis to come up with a specific solution which the deep, deep state had already created and designed before they created the catastrophe. So that's what we call problem reaction solution in connection to another psychological paradigm, which you and I call non-problem reaction solution. That means that you don't need a real problem, Brother Hotep. You only need the perception of a real problem when in actuality, the problem doesn't even exist. And so this is the manipulation of black pain and thereby through the prism of the manipulation of black trauma. So this pain and trauma for trauma is the perfected state of pain. So it begins what we call thought, which in then conceives the term to think Thereby, it becomes a science of thinking, which is the capacity to conceive reasoning or the majestic power of that reasoning. So then for a protracted period of 430 years, the global Balfamite Luciferian deep state, they have mastered the psychic, the psychology of the black diaspora. So then going back to 2005, it's an interesting uh, comment, powerful, powerful comment that Barack De Spinoza once said concerning committing treason against the majesty of reason. Now, there's a 2005 study through the National Science Foundation. They had said that 12,000, anywhere from 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day that the average human being brings into existence. And so to understand the rioting in Louisville, we have to understand the foundation of what you and I call thought. So then 12,000 to 60,000 pieces of thoughts per day in which 80% are negative, man of God, 95% of these negative thoughts are the same, and they produce the same repetitive thinking of negativity because we're in the world who are not, for the most part, not all, but a great percentage of every spiritual human being living a human experience. And yes, we are not a human being living a spiritual experience, but rather, my brother, we are a spiritual being living a humanistic experience. Because if there is not a connect, a connection 
to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, whose name is the Lord Jesus Christ, of the nativity, then it gives birth to a negativity of thought. So then the manipulation of black pain and the manipulation of black trauma. There's another study uh, in the same year, 2005, at the uh, Cornell University. The scientists had said back in 2005 at Cornell that 5% of our worries come from manufactured uh, psyops of fear, 5%, in which the other 95% of those fears are not even in real existence. Whereas the contagion of fear, it's only the perception of it, but it doesn't represent reality. And so now, 97% of the world is now operating through fear. You got what, 7.7 .7 billion people are told to socially distance themselves by six feet in circumference. So then 7.7 .7 billion people times six feet equals 46 billion, 200 million degrees of separation. Well, you and I have 46 chromosomes, 23 from the father, 23 from the mother. In Genesis chapter 3, verses 1, 4, and 5, the serpent speaks 46 words to the woman, according to the King James Version. But yet, you and I are carriers uh, or the 46 chromosomes. Now the number 200. Now, according to the book of the prophet in Sarah Enoch in the 6th chapter, it gives a catalog of 200 angels, 20 of which are ruled by two uh, upper principality demons, which equals 22 stars around the logo of Paramount Studios. Now, somebody said, what does this have to do with the manipulation okay, of black pain and the weaponization of black trauma? Because for 430 years, man of God, the global system has thoroughly mastered black psychology. So what do I mean by that? Notice the term here. There are three terms I want you and I to concentrate on tonight. That is the manipulation uh, of reality, esokinesis, the manipulation of time chronokinesis through the prism of the manipulation of probability tychokinesis ect is the acronym from whence we get the term etc etc which witches and warlocks have been using for the past a thousand years so then the word of the lord says that my people have been are being destroyed for the lack of knowledge words like i i'm spelling this word spell curse or i'm writing in cursive a curse, or I am a part of a casting call, cast or spell cast. So the entire vo 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 uh, the entire language vocabulary of 7.7 .7 billion people has to be overhauled. Why? Because our language, our dialect, and our speech has been hijacked by a history or a historicity of demonic influence, which 
has produced a generation of the manipulation of black pain through the weaponization of black trauma. So you have thought that is taught that gives birth to thinking that then conceives language, dialect, accent in one speech. Now, it's interesting that in uh, Genesis chapter 11, God confuses the language and this foundation before we get to what's going on in this country today and around the world concerning the total uh, manipulation of black pain in the weaponization of uh, black trauma. So then in Genesis chapter 11, where the world had one language, one speech, then God confounded the language. Now you have a few deep staters, Rothschilds, Oppenheimers, Priskers, Rockefellers, okay? Uh, they are commanding 7.7 billion people to socially distance themselves by six feet. Witches do that. They've been doing it for the past 2,000 years through seances and conjuring the dead and conjuring spirits. They have to separate six feet uh, in circumference. So then you have a group of power players. Their sole intent is to redesign mankind to be one language. Notice what I said. Well, redesign. So then it comes to the fact that there is a difference, um, uh, Brother Hotep, between emancipation versus liberty. Okay. Black yeah. people are only emancipated, but they're not liberated. Give me five minutes, I'll come to that proper conclusion as we're just laying foundation uh, concerning the manipulation of black pain and the weaponization of black trauma. So the deep state wants to deconstruct, instruct, okay, construct what? One language and one speech through fear that you gotta wear a mask and you have to be socially separated from each other. So there is a mnemonic global conspiracy and not just depopulation, but there's a mnemonic psyop where the deep state wants to return back to the origin of the nations of becoming one language and one speech, according to Genesis chapter 11. This is through the manipulation and the weaponization of thought. So then there is a wise saying that from your thought to your fist is time wasted. Now, I've heard a lot of people say on the left that they often quote Dr. Martin Luther King, that a riot is the language of the unheard. But they fail to realize, uh, Brother Hotep, that language of the unheard then gives birth to a dialect of the ignorant. Why? Because the deep state are masters of manipulating black psychic and the black emotion. We call this the Gestalt theory. Now, uh, when you know clinical psychology history, uh, there was a German clinical psychologist by the name of Dr. Werner 
Heisenberg, okay, uh, a confidant, a uh, educational student of the great Dr. Albert Einstein. Now, Dr. Werner, as we lay foundation concerning black pain and black trauma, so then Dr. Werner Heisenberg had taught the Heisenberg uncertainty principle. Now, one may say, Bishop, what is the Heisenberg uncertainty principle? The more accurately, uh, man of God, we measure the velocity of a given particle or a certain amount of pain, the less accurately we can measure its position of who produced the pain. So the problem is, is not just the pain. It's not even the addiction, but it's the root that has produced the pain that has produced the addiction to riot. Yes, Dr. King was right. The rioter is the language of the unheard, but then it becomes the dialect of the ignorant because we're destroying our neighborhood. Then we come back six weeks later, where's my store? You burnt it down. So given uh, a perfect analogy of this, when we talk about the manipulation of reality, isokinesis, where through the crack news network, through people like Don Sweet T. Lemon and Christopher Fredo Proto Cuomo, who is the younger brother of Governor Andrew Corleone uh, Cuomo, and then you got MSNBC with Rachel Madcow Maddow. These are witches. Why? Because the term media then comes from the root Hebrew term medium or witches. They have become the master manipulators of reality and time. Well, why are we following? Why you and I are following a 12-month Gregorian calendar? Because Pope Gregory the 13th in 1582 had received the origin of the Gregorian calendar from the knowledge of the Gregories or fallen angels in Genesis 6, Enoch 6, Jude 6, 666, historical, spiritual, social distancing. So when the bishop teaches with my hand, I'm not giving any 666 sign because you got ignorant people who think that the bishop is a part of the deep state. Stop. We're talking about the manipulation of black pain through the weaponization of black trauma. So the more that we are ignorantly destroying ourselves, why? Because we don't know who we are. We know what we are, but we don't know who we are, uh, Brother Brian, because we have a generation of black celebrities, not all, but a certain percentage who call themselves 50 cent, quarter, nickel, penny, ice tea, ice cube, ice tray, pit bull, little bow wow, little kitten, why? Because we think that we are an animal because of the system from the left looking at us, not as spiritual beings living a humanistic experience, but as a, an emancipated, redesigned slave. So then when we're talking about this manipulation and the weaponization of both black pain and black trauma, we have to go to Aristotle's 
first principles of thinking. In other words, it is the basic um, proposition or assumption that cannot be declared from any other proposition or assumption. This is where what you and I call a parallax view. Let me break this down. So a parallax view is the offspring of both a parallax algorithm and a parallax effect where the deep state can manipulate reality, time to give a probable manipulated uh, outcome, such as Minneapolis and Louisville, Kentucky. So the term parallax means a different viewpoint of how you and I look at the origin of a problem. Again, I'm laying foundation before we get to what's going on today in Louisville, Kentucky. So parallax is a, uh, a specific apparent motion of an object against a distant background that is contingent, Brother Brian, uh, according to the perspective shift of the media of the moment, which we also call this chaos theory. In other words, Jesus Christ came 2,000 years ago, okay? Not as a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Jesus, no, because, uh, listen, that is a perpetuation of white supremacy, okay? Now, and I know a lot of you are shocked, are so shocked of hearing that black conservative uh, to teach on white supremacy, okay? Um, so then when we're looking at Jesus Christ, the true Christ of 2,000 years ago, he came as the true order of light who brought disorder to the order of darkness. That's chaos theory. So that's the manipulation of our reality the manipulation of our timeology chronokinesis that we're going by a 12-month Gregorian calendar that actually came from the fallen angels in Genesis 6, Enoch 6, Jude 6, 666, through the prism of the prob of the manipulation of probability of tychokinesis. So then you got manipulation, man of God, by passing reason by using the emotion of the people through pressure, because you got a set of black bourgeoisie Negroes, uh, like Benjamin Crump, who is a part of the Boule Sickerses. I told you I'm a contract killer. My job <laughs> is not to make friends. I'm not here to be your friend, um, um, Brother Brian, but I, uh, I'm praying that we do become friends. My assignment, is to expose the manipulation of our pain being weaponized by weaponizing our historical trauma where the deep state is using the bourgeoisie Negro element of Reverend Vitamin L, Vitamin B Deficient Sharpton, uh, Jesse Jackson, Louis Farrakhan, who are making millions of dollars off of victimhood. Now, is there racism? Yes. Is it systemic? Yes. But the problem is, is that non-reaction uh, solution where the deep state has created the perception of a problem without knowing the content 
of what produced the manipulation of it. Okay? Wait, uh, Crump, Crump is out here fighting for black folks. Uh, you know, after they're killed, he's the one that's uh, getting these settlements for them. How is he uh, implicated in all of this? You look at Benjamin Crump and you go to the Benjamin Crump uh, Institute website. Now, um, I'm on um, Crossroads to Truth each and every Tuesday as a guest on YouTube, where my friend and brother Jason Goodman is the host. And I believe it was a week ago we brought up the information that used to be on the Benjamin Crump Institute site where he is a member of Sigma Pi Phi Boule. Anytime you see a white on black crime, there is Benjamin Crump because Benjamin Crump is a part of the Boule Secret Society. Now, quickly as a side note to answer your question, who and what is the Boule Secret Society? The Boulay Sicker Society started in the city of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, on the 15th of May in 1904, the hometown of one Kobe Bean Bryant. So you have nine black African-American men led by Dr. Uh, W.E.B. Du Bois and Henry McKee Minton. So you have Dr. Henry McKee Minton and Dr. W.E.B. Du Bois, who later had destroyed Marcus Mosiah Garvey, who was in actuality a black conservative, teaching black financial independence, but these bourgeoisie Negroes from the left were used by J. Edgar Queen Hoover to destroy black financial power. Now we have uh, Nancy Jezebel Pelosi and the Democratic left uh, a month or two ago, in the Capitol Rotunda, getting down on one knee, wearing Kente Claus Hotep Jesus, but not knowing that 2,000 years ago, the Ashanti tribe, who had sold your people and my people into slavery through the Middle Passage, wearing a Kente Claus, going down on one knee and praying to the gods and thanking God for selling their black women black men and babies to the Western powers. It's the same thing. So now the slave has been redesigned. So then again, we're not liberated. We are emancipated. This is where you get the term manumission, capital M-A-N-U, mission. So after the Emancipation Proclamation, it wasn't called the Proclamation of Liberty because the deep sea is not interested in your liberation. They want you to be a redesigned Negro, a redesigned nigger. They want you to be a redesigned slave as a tenant, a peasant, so you can appease as a peasant the system, you become a vassal state, giving taxes and tribute and rent and mortgage to a system, which is called feudalism, my brother. So it is the slave has not been liberated. The slave has been redesigned in the person of Stephen Curry, in the person of LeBron James, in the person of Tom Brady. The slave, it doesn't matter what color the slave or the pawn is. 
is the power brokers who have checkmate people like Chadwick Boseman and Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant's death to the death of Chadwick Boseman is approximately 215 days. That is one of the three area codes for Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the hometown of Kobe Bean Bryant, the hometown of Sigma Pi Phi Boule, the hometown of the AME Church that was, it began not with black money, not the manipulation of black pain through the prism of the manipulation or the weaponization of black trauma. The AME Church, which was not called the African Methodist Episcopal Church, boy, you're gonna be getting a lot of calls here tonight. It was called the Abolition Manumission Emancipated Church. So where the system will send you an abolitionist, Hillary Clinton will send you an abolitionist, Barack Obama and his wife, Michael, I'm sorry, Michelle Obama, in order to redesign you or manumission you as a slave so then you can be emancipated. You're not liberated, Brother Hotel, but you're only emancipated or you are a controlled asset of the system. So this is the reason why I believe God has uh, raised up President Trump uh, to really break this system. Now, he's going to be fine and President Trump will be reelected. There's no way we're going to vote for sleepy, creepy Joe Biden who can remember his left foot from his right arm. Another topic for another day. Now back to the foundation before we get what did the you what, what did you think of the debate the other night? President Trump destroyed him. You notice how um, Vice President Biden was deflecting, especially when it came to his 1974 bill mm. of busing segregation, mm. which this whore Kamala Harris had called him yes. She's a man of God. Listen, I'm going to say something. Kamala Harris, I'm not talking about women. I'm not talking about black women. I'm not talking about white women. I'm not talking about anyone. I'm talking about Kamala Harris, Harris when it comes to the manipulation of black pain and the weaponization of black trauma. Kamala Harris got where she is now because she laid on her back and she sucked her way to the top. It got her there, but it won't keep her there. This is the problem, not with all black women, certain black women who suck their way to the top. I told you I'm a contract killer. My job, I'm not here to be your friend, but I believe that you and I will be friends, um, Brother Brian Sharp, before the night is up. So then quickly, uh, give me about five or 10 minutes, then we get to um, to the Q&A. Now, Again, the manipulation of black pain and the weaponization of black trauma. There is a term called Atmos Kinesis. I love teaching. Capital A-T-M-O-S Kinesis. That means the total manipulation of emotion, pain, and trauma through non-reasoning. That's not all black people. It's a certain percentage of black, black people. That's called non-problem reaction solution. 
where the deep state creates the perception of a problem. Yes, there are racist cops. There's no question. Now, as a side point, before I get back to my foundation concerning the manipulation of black pain in the weaponization of black trauma, George Soros uh, is the slave master of three lesbian black witches. Yes, they're witches, not because they're black women and not because they're women. Alicia Garza, Opa Temeni, and Patrice Colors are lesbian black stinking witches because they're kissing the behind of their slave master, George Soros, whose real last name is Swartz, which is also the real last name of Alicia Garza. Another topic for another day. Now, give me five minutes before we get to Black Lives Matter. So, the manipulation of perceived reality through perceived control. Now, there are, there are three psychological terms that you already know, man of God. Um, because you're one of the most smartest brothers I have ever listened to in a long time concerning neuroplasticity. You're welcome. So neuroplasticity, certain people are thinking at that moment. That's neuroplasticity, which produces neuroparasitology because of the plasticity of our brains because of pain and undealt with trauma. Instead of us giving it to the foot of Calvary, the cross, we're giving it to neuroparasitology is when the individual through bad dieting then begins to accumulate parasites which becomes the site of the parasitic vision of a people who don't know who they are. So parasites through parasitology. Now somebody said, Bishop, what does this got to do with black people? Because now you, not you and I, but black America is being manumission or redesigned through both the way that we think and through our diet, neural parasitology, which brings about a medical condition, my brother, called hypercoagulability or hypercoagulation. So the term coagulation means when the blood system becomes clotted, thereby uh, the black person becomes a thrombotic state and a pro-thrombotic state of self-hate. And it's so deep, man of God, that we don't even know that we actually hit ourselves. Not every black person is on your level or my level. We're talking about black pain and black trauma. Now, before we give the floor over to you, now, what are we talking about tonight? Looking back to the transatlantic slave trade, okay? Now, slavery has not never been ended. It was never called the Emancipation Proclamation. Okay, it should have been called, it should have been called the Proclamation of Liberty or the Liberty of Proclamation. But Abraham Lincoln, including, though he was a Republican, but the left-wing establishment 
did not want the slave to be liberated, only to be emancipated through a new design type of slave. So for the past 430, 500 years, 600 years, the black intelligentsia of this country, especially going back to the early 1900s through the boule, for the term boule, capital B-O-U-L apostrophe E, simply is a Greek Hellenistic term, meaning the Laura foundation of the Greek parliament. So the boule or Sigma Pi five represents the present day gatekeepers like Oprah Winfrey and her girlfriend, Gail Stale King. Instead of her protecting the legacy of Kobe Bryant, when Gail Stale King was interviewing Lisa Leslie, a beautiful black sister, Gail Stale King was instructed by her liberal slave masters to trash the life of Kobe Bryant. She didn't have enough balls to ask him when the man was alive. This is the boule. Brother Brian Sharp, we destroy each other. Why? Because our pain has been manipulated and our trauma has been fully weaponized. Now, as we move further here, because what I'm about to say is absolutely going to blow your mind. Matter of fact, you already know what I'm about to say. So then, going back to every single riot in American history, let's start with the 1991-92 riots in Los Angeles. Well, the deep state on the left, they wanted to gentrificate South Central, Watts, and Compton by driving out black families and thereby destroying homes and building high-rise apartments apartments and business complexes but they just couldn't go into black neighborhoods and do to do that so they created a crisis now those cops to me should have they should have went to prison you know forever i don't have a problem with that but there was a white guy that filmed the beating his name is george holiday he was paid $250,000 by the city of Los Angeles and by the LAPD to doctor the video to implicate not Rodney King, who did the initial beating, but the four cops. Now, the four cops should have been hung. I don't have a problem with that. Here is the manipulation of black pain through the weaponization of, uh, of, uh, of black trauma. So I'm going to say, Wait, how, did he, how, did, how did he, how did he, how did he, uh, edit the footage? Actually, it was the LAPD, uh, through the city of Los Angeles that had edited the footage. Now the footage that you and I see today is not the original footage. Now, recently the camera that George Holiday used was recently auctioned through the Sanders auction group out of Los Angeles. Why? So then George uh, Holiday not only videotaped the beating, but he knew the four cops personally. But you see, you and I don't know that, man of God. So then when we're talking about manipulation of your pain and mine, 
in the weaponization of our trauma. This is how, and, and no, there are racist cops. I don't, listen, I don't have a problem with hanging on cops. In other words, through the legal system, okay? Don't have a problem with Derek Shaven going to prison uh, or, or to get the death penalty. No problem. But our emotions and the original intent of our trauma is being constantly weaponized. And getting back to Rodney King, who later was found dead, uh, supposedly that he drowned. Anyway, uh, another topic for another day. So Rodney King was chosen. I know this is this sounds crazy to black people. The deep state needed to revive the old housing covenants. It's getting deeper now from the 1920s. Now, what is the old housing covenants? The housing covenants that was established through the Democratic Party, through the United States Congress and Senate in the mid-1920s, wanted to segregate America through racial lines, through housing discrimination. So in Los Angeles, it was the birth of South Central, as we know it, through housing covenants, which is now called gentrification. So a month before the L.A. riots, okay, there was a witch by the name of Louise Eubner, capital H-U-E-B-N-E-R, who back in 1968, man of God, was given a, an embossed certificate by the city in the county of Los Angeles at the Hollywood Bowl, which signified her as the witch, the official witch of Hollywood. Now, if we go back even further, keep a mental paperclip there in 1992 in LA. Let's go back to 1965, the Watts riots. Now, it's to my understanding that the Watts riots began one on the 11th of August, and I believe ended five days later on the 16th of August, 1965 was started at the epicenter of Avalon Boulevard in 116th Street. Now, Louise Eubner, okay, the dress that she wore when she was uh, crowned or certified as the Witch of Los Angeles three years after the riots in 68, the dress that she wore was given to her by the founder, a black woman who is unnamed to this day, who had created the first black newspaper in Watts called the Temple Newspaper. She was good friends with Louise Eubner. So let's go back in 1965, a month before the Watts riots in July of 65. This witch went to the corner of Avalon and 116th Street. Well, her pen name, because she was a writer, was Vivia D. Avalon. So the term Avalon, my brother, it means forbidden fruit. Genesis chapter 3. And when you translate Avalon deeper into a deeper Greek Hellenistic interpretation, then you get the term Avon, like Avon products. 
uh, which means corruption. So here's this woman coming in as a serpent into the Garden of Watts a month before the riots in July of 65 to place curses on the corner of Avalon Boulevard, meaning um, forbidden fruit or um, fruit trees or fruit of the forbidden tree and place curses on the intersection of Avalon, which also means Avon or corruption, and the corner of 116th Street. A month later came the Watts riots. 27 years later, now here comes the LA riots. This same witch, okay, whose pen name is Vivia D. Avalon, whose real name is Louise Eubner, she lived in Carlsbad, California, on a street called Avalon Boulevard. She went to the corner of Florence and Normandy in South Central a, a, a month before the LA riots, and she took a group of black witches who came from Baltimore, Maryland, of the Black Witch Seeker Society in Baltimore, to come and curse South Central at the epicenter of Florence in Normandy. A month later, our people was attracted to the Wait, 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 wait. I'm saying, man, God, every Bishop. Yes, sir. Yeah, we lost you for a second there. Let me grab some super chats. Hold that thought. We're going to come right back to you. Damon Hansberry said, happy belated birthday. Thank you, bro. Thanks for the uncomfortable conversations already. Vinny Lopez, 199 super chat. Thank you. Halima, what's up, girl? She said, like, understand if hope. Uh, Clockwork Industries, five dollars super chat, brother Larry, brother Hotep. The bishop has gems for those ready to listen. Yeah, he do. Uh, Solar Bear, I listen to the bishop with Jason on Crowdsource, the truth of the time. Uh, glad you y'all two were together. Mind blown. Solar Bear, the British invaded, terrorized, and enslaved the Irish as, lo uh, as long, if not longer, than the Africans and America. Is it possible the Irish can carry similar pain? Thank you, Solar Bear. Uh, Def Jules 999 Super Chatty said, Uh, when you're playing 40 chess, sometimes you got to bring out the bishop. Hell yeah, big Elvis. Uh, the chef Rosenberg says, Uh, sounds like Rodney King was a false flag. Yeah, go ahead and continue. My bad, Bishop. You're sick, don't have one now. Yeah, thank you so much, um, Brother Hotep. You are a powerful and there's a great anointing on your, on your life. We'll talk about that later on uh, on another program, but um, yes. Rodney King was a false flag. Now, let's get back to Watts. So the month before the Watts riots in July of 65, anyone in your listeners can look up Louise Eubner, capital H-U-E-B-N-E-R, on Google Images and look up. There is a certificate in 1968 with an embossed seal of the county of Los Angeles where she was officially ordained as the witch of Los Angeles County in the state of California. So she placed curses on the corner 
of Avalon Boulevard, which means Avon, which also means not just corruption, but the forbidden fruit, because she comes in as a serpent in the black community to sow curses, which a month later destroyed Watts. 27 years later, this same witch, along with black witches out of Baltimore, because if they denied their lying, they came with her uh, a month before the LA riots, okay, to the corner of Florence in Normandy and placed multiple curses. Then a month later, when the cops got off, then black people reacted according to a demonic psyop. So what I'm saying, Renica, this is the spiritual manipulation of black pain in the spiritual manipulation and the traumatization, okay, of black trauma. Why? Because the devil knows that you and I are a spiritual people. What is the first letter of Lucifer? L. What is the first letter of Satan? S. What is the first letter of devil? D. There's your LSD. So the nature of Lucifer in Ezekiel 28, 13, the first three stones out of the, on the breastplate of Lucifer, Sardis, S, Topaz, T, Diamond, D, STD, sexually transmitted diseases, another topic for another day. So Los Angeles, which actually means Los Angels, it is the epicenter, the algorithm of the nature of darkness. Now, let's get deeper into not just both um, the Watts riots and the L.A. riots, which was caused by this witch, Louise Eubner, okay, who in 1968 was crowned and certified with a certificate. And anyone of your listeners can see uh, on Google Images as the official witch of Los Angeles, okay? This began the foundation of the manipulation of our reality, time, and probability. Now, as a side note, man of God, when you're looking at witches, there's a book called The Witches of Watts, okay? It talks about the origin of black witches in Watts. Who started the witches of Watts? Louise Eubner. Who started the witches of Compton? Louise Eubner. Who started the witches of South Central? This white woman, Louise Eubner. Okay? Who then was very close to Mayor Yorty, the mayor of Los Angeles during the 1960s? Now, remember, it was also this witch who had placed curses on um, Islamic temples that were connected to the nation of Islam in the 1960s. I don't know if uh, if, you know, if Louis Farrakhan even knows this. This witch, okay, before Malcolm went out to Los Angeles because a couple uh, of the Muslims of the, the temple there in Los Angeles connected to the nation of Islam were shot, okay? One of them, I believe, was murdered. A month before that, there's this witch who was the whore of the mayor of Los Angeles, Yorty, whose real name is Morty, which means mortuary, another topic for another day. She placed curses, not just on black businesses 
in villages and towns like Watts and Compton in South Central, but also place curses on Islamic black temples. Now, what does this have to do with the manipulation of black pain and the weaponization of black trauma? Because we're reacting, because we're not liberated, we're emancipated or redesigned. Now, before we give the floor over to you, five minutes. Now, notice this. We had two organizations today, and I'm going to say this, and a lot of your listeners may or may not even uh, like this. I don't care. My job, I'm not here to please anyone. I am an apostolic assassin and a Pentecostal mercenary, but I do love your listeners. you got two organizations, Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Antifa is the military arm of Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter is the propaganda arm of Antifa. Now, there is a medical term that you already probably already know this, uh, Hope Tep Jesus, and this term is called heteropaternal superfecundation. Allow me to spell it. Capital H-E-T-R-E-O, paternal, capital P-A-T-E-R-N-A-L, Superfecundation, capital S-U-P-E-R-F-E-C-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N. So what does heteropaternal superfecundation have anything to do, Bishop, with the foundation of your teaching tonight concerning the manipulation of black pain and the weaponization of black trauma? Heteropaternal superfecundation is a medical phenomenon, Managog, where a mother has fraternal twins, okay? The twins belong to her, but they don't belong to the same father, like Cain and Abel. So the German term for Cain, okay, uh, is the term Polter. And the German term, okay, for Abel is the term Geist or Ghost. This is where we get the term Polter. Guys, the term bloods and crypts, bloods uh, is a Germanic term meaning to polarize, polter, and crypts means geist or ghost, or pyru, which is the name of a demon in Finnish demonology out of the spiritual history of Finland. So the bloods in the crypts, Cain, Abel, cannibalism, spirit cooking. The Bloods and the Crips were created by the Central Intelligence Agency, not Raymond Washington, but they recruited Raymond Washington, okay, and Brother Tukey later on to create the PSYOP through the American um, gang industrial complex to neutralize South Central, Watts and Compton, to keep you and I in check through emancipation. So then, Bloods and Crips, Cain and Abel, cannibal, cannibalism, Polter, okay, Bloods and Crips, Geist, Polter, Geist. So they don't care if niggas kill each other as long as you don't kill anyone that doesn't look like you. 
which brings me to Antifa and Black Lives Matter. So Antifa and Black Lives Matter, they have the same mother, George Soros. That's here at Paternal Super Fecundation. But Brother Brian Sharp, they don't have the same father. The father of Antifa was the German master spy, a man by the name of Reinhard Gellin, okay? who had created, later after World War II in 1945, helped to create through Operation Paperclip the U.S. intelligentsia system in this country, where we went from the Office of Strategic Services to the Central Intelligence Agency. So the German Third Reich created a term a system, a secret society called Action, capital A-K-T-I-O-N, which means anti-fascist or Antifa. It is a German Nazi term. So the father of Antifa is the Nazi regime of the Third Reich from 1933 to 1945. Mines are being blown right now. So then it was the third right, their master spy, General Reinhard Gellin, who went on also to help create NATO, and including his generations, the European Union. So that's the father of Antifa. The flag, uh, man of God of Antifa, uh, was created in design, not by George Soros, but by a Russian assassin, a man by the name of Mikhailovich Molotov, who was the creator of the Molotov cocktail that Antifa and Black Lives Matter used. So who was Mikhailovich Molotov? Glad you asked. Mikhailovich Molotov was a protege of Joseph Stalin. Now, it was Mikhailovich Molotov, along with a group of assassins, who were later named the KGB, had taken out the Romanovs and Tsar Nicholas II during the October 1917 Bolshevik Revolution. So Mikhailovich Molotov created the flag of the letter A with the circle around them that's rooted in divinational witchcraft, uh, including the colors of black and red, which are the colors of the former Soviet Union, not red and gold, red and black, okay? That is the dogma of fascism. Wait a minute now. I thought Antifa was anti- No, they are the fascists. And Antifa, they are the racists. That's the father of Antifa, Reinhard Gellin. The father, is getting deep here now, of Black Lives Matter is the Thuggy Seeker Society. Write it down. Capital T-H-U-G-G-E. Now, any one of your listeners can go uh, on Google Images and type in Thuggy Seeker Society. Capital T-H-U-G-G-E. Now, three men, man of God, had created the Thuggy Secret Society. Three men had, and, and according to the Sanskrit, their names were Buram, which means 
black in the Sanskrit, laveth, which means lives in the Sanskrit, and morti, capital M double O R T I, which means matter or DNA in the Sanskrit. Ah, oh, so the father of Black Lives Matter is the Thuggy Sicker Society. Buram B, Laveth L, Morty M, B, L, M, Black Lives Matter, in which the goddess of the Thuggy Sicker Society is a eight to 10 armed goddess demon named Kaylee. Capital K-A-L-I. This is where we get the term California or California. Fornia becomes a Greek word meaning fornication, masturbation, bestiality, okay, adultery. So fornication or fornication comes from the spiritual paradigm of the Thuggy Seeker Society, which began its rampage in the early 1300s and were eventually destroyed in the early part of the 1900s by the British Crown and many other British Seeker Societies. But so then the father of Black Lives Matter is the Thuggy Seeker Society. Their goddess, her name, Caleb, means life. So Brother Hotep Jesus, this is where you and I get the term thug life. It came from the Thuggy Seeker Society. May not feel an anointing here today as we're talking about the manipulation of black pain and the weaponization of black trauma. So heteropaternal superfecundation, Antifa and Black Lives Matter, they are spiritual, political, fraternal twins. They have the same mother, George Soros, but they don't have the same father. Antifa, the third right through General Reinhardt Gellin, Black Lives Matter through the Thuggy Seeker Society. They were the first game, um, Brother Brian Sharp, that did the hand signs, which the Bloods and Crips do today. The hand signs that was designed by the original Thuggy Seeker Society represented the form of the house demons. So the hand signs that Bloods and Crips and every gang in America are portraying and revealing represents the structure of what that demon looked like that that particular family worship going back to the 1300s in India. That's the Thuggy Sticker Society. Now, getting back to Black Lives Matter, you got three lesbian witches, okay? Alicia Garza, whose real name is Alicia, okay? Swartz, the same last real name of her slave master, George Soros. She's a member of Omega Phi Beta. She's a boule. Patrice Colors, okay, that second witch, she's a member of Omega Phi Beta. She's boule. And Obatameti, this third sister of Nigerian descent, she is a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha. They're all a part of the Black Greek Divine Nine of the nine black Greek letter secret societies of fraternities and sororities. And this is where we get the term Soros, 
which is the acronym for the term seority. So Sigma Pi Phi, on the 15th of May in 1904 in the city of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, okay, nine black men gave birth to nine black Greek letter seeker societies. Let me say this as a side point. There is not one black organization in American history that was organically created by black people. Brian Sharp, it was designed for us, but Brian Sharp, it was not built by us. Why? Because we're only emancipated, but we're not set free. In other words, we're not liberated. And so then it is these, and I'm not casting and destroying my sisters because they're women. No, these women are witches because the spiritual dogma doctrine of the black, uh, this Black Lives, Lives Matter movement, they believe in the West African religion called Odu Ifa. Okay, a capital O-D-U space, capital I-F-A, which represents the 16 points of the human genome that is in contact with their ancestors, which are really demons. Okay, I'm not talking about our people in the past. When people said, I spoke to my ancestors. So that term ancestor in its origin means ancestor or ancestral. Okay, so these are demons that these, these three witches are talking to concerning libations. We brought demons over here on the bottom of these slave ships. I'm going to say something else, Manigal, before we get the floor over to you for your Q&A concerning um, the manipulation of black pain and the weaponization of black trauma. The term Africa was not the name of the original continent. Now, there was a white Roman general, a man by the name of Leo Scipio, who had defeated Hannibal during the Second Punic War in 202 BC in Carthage, which is present-day Libya. And then, when he went home to the Roman Empire, he was given the name Africanus by the white power structure within the Roman Empire. Because the original name of our continent, Brother Brian Sharp, was not Africa. It was Alkebulon, okay? Capital A-L-K-E-B-U-L-A-N, which simply means, according to the Coptic Egyptian text, the Garden of Eden. So the continent was the Garden of Eden, but that was changed by the liberal white power structure out of the Roman Empire. So Leo Scipio had gained that name, Africanus, not from Hannibal, who committed suicide, and not from the Afri or from the Akibulum people, it was the father of Leo Scipio who transferred the term Africanus, which is not a black name. 
It is a Caucasoid name out of the Roman Empire. This is the manipulation of black pain and the weaponization of black trauma. Why are we still being attached to a name, Africa, that has nothing to do with our origin, man of God? This is, we're the only group of people. Let me wipe the anointing off of me. Listen, we're the only group of people, okay? By and far, by and large, we don't know who we are. So we call each other the N-word or Negro because that term Negro comes from the Greek word necro, capital N-E-C-R-O, which means necrophiliac or necromancy, having contact with the dead through sex. That's where the word Negro comes. comes. Now, you're going to have people, or oh, Bishop, it doesn't mean that. Uh, Negro means black in Spanish, yes, but I'm not interpreting this from Spanish. This comes from out of the Greek Cyprian Empire. So the word Negro means necromancy, necrophilia, okay, necropolis, which also means embalming fluid. So every time black people call themselves the N-word or Negro, they have put multiple curses upon themselves. I said during my global masterclass that I have every Sunday night at 7 p.m. and in a recap class every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. here in New York City, I was telling all of our students all over the world, stop, especially to the women, stop calling your man, hey, boo. Because that term boo that was created by the Scythians going back 8,000 years ago to the Babylonian Empire, the Scythians were a secret society of witches and warlocks that put multiple hexes. So the term boo comes from three Persian interpretations, Brother Brian Sharp. Boo means a hex and a curse. Boo means to put a pin in the heart of your man. And boo, according to the Norwegian um, Persian terms, it means my raper. So when a woman says, he's my boo, black women, you're saying he's your raper. You just put a curse in a hex and a pin in his heart. Now it's going to people say, I don't believe it. I don't care. My job is to present the facts and it's up to your powerful listeners to come up with the proper conclusions. We are cursing ourselves and don't even know it. So your skin color is not who you are, Brian Sharp. Sharp it's what you are but it's not who you are. The who-ness of Brian Sharp is that which cannot be seen with the naked eye. So the who-ness of Brian Sharp was when God 6,000 years ago breathed into a, the nostrils, not the mouth of a man because Adam didn't have a mouth until after the fall. Another topic for another day. When God breathed into his nostrils, not oxygen, God breathed himself into himself. No, we're not God. So the 
oxygen of the spirit, the spirit of God that's in you and I, that you and I call breath, is God. In other words, that's who we are. Your skin color, black folk, is not going back to heaven. Your skin color, black folk, is going back to the dust from whence it came. And I'm going to say something, and then I'm through tonight, and we're, 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 going, to go, we're going to go into a Q&A session, session. This is powerful here as we're talking about the uh, manipulation of black pain in the weaponization of black trauma. Black Lives Matter was designed to neutralize black America. Now, where is Black Lives Matter? Brother Hotep Jesus, where is Black Lives Matter when it comes to the black-on-black -black crime in Chicago? For the past 40 years, we've had 40,000 people, black folk, kill each other. Where's Black Lives Matter? Where's Black Lives Matter when it comes to the 22,500,000 black babies that have been slaughtered since Roe v. Wade because of Planned Parenthood and because of this whore and trash market? Yes. Margaret Sanger was a whore trash hoe. You know why? Because two of the three of her sons didn't even belong to her husband. Two of the three of her sons belonged to H.G. Wells, the writer, and the other song, uh, son belonged to the Hollywood director, Cecil B. DeMille. So, you know, this woman that is praised by the Demon Rally Party and by Kelly Clinton as being this hero, she was a whore piece of trash, okay, where she targeted our people. Um, listen, this is a righteous indignation because in 1929, man of God, and I'm dumb, this woman went into Harlem, New York. She first started her first abortion clinic in 1916, 13 years prior, in Brownsville, New York. At the time, it was a black community, and now it's a Jewish community. 13 years later, okay, in 1929, she targets black America by first approaching the black pulpit, the pastors. So, because it is the pastor on the pulpit who's designed by God to pull his people from the pit of their experience called sin. So this whore trash, yes, she's a whore trash, Margaret Singer, went to a house nigga, Dr. W.E.B. Du Bois. Okay, uh -oh. and uh -oh. you, Dr. Uh -oh. W.E.B. Du Bois, uh, and Brother Brian, I'm so glad that you're giving me the liberty to speak truth. Okay, D listen, Dr. W.E.B. Du Bois was a house nigga who had destroyed black independence and financial independence by setting up Dr. Marcus Mosiah Garvey, who is a hero. Okay, Marcus Mosiah Garvey. This man had millions of followers all over the world, and Brian Sharp, this was before the advent of the internet or television. The man was a genius who taught black conservatism and black independence, but you had the power structure of the left in the federal government through J. Edgar Fag, oh, let me go, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't mean to preach, okay? Uh, J. Edgar Hoover had recruited 
W.E.B. Du Bois, Henry McCabe Menton, these house niggers to destroy black independence. What? Because the system cannot survive without the black dollar. Do you know, my friend, last year in 2010, the Nike Corporation, I want you to hear me, the Nike Corporation, their global sales, half of those sales came from the black diaspora. Half of the sales of the Nike Corporation. This is a reason why LeBron James is kissing the behind of the Chinese government with President Xi Jinping because of the Hong Kong protesters, okay? It was Kobe Bryant who was uh, supporting not Beijing, but the Hong Kong protesters, which sealed Kobe Bryant's fate. So LeBron James, who has that uh, boulet tattooed on his chest, look it up on Google Images. Listen, LeBron James is a part of the deep state Luciferian system. He is a part of both the Philema Sicker Society and the Theosophical Sicker Society. He is a part of the underground witchcraft system in Hollywood. There is no way that the LA Lakers should be winning the NBA Finals. It's red, Brian Sharp. And it's red because you got a slave master, okay? Uh, Adam Silver. Because, and not to go over the map, this is the reason why I get angry at our people. Because we are not seeing that we're being used. And in my conclusion here, when we're talking about, and remember that Avalon Boulevard, and to all of our brothers and sisters in want, that term Avalon uh, then is a transliteration into the word Avon. Now take the word Avon, listeners, and write it backwards from right to left, because Hebrew is written from right to left. You get the word Nova. Then we get the term anorexia, Novosa. It means an anorexic, an anorexic spirit. Now, after the Watts riots, okay, in August, on the 16th of August in um, 1965, there was a high degree level of our brothers and sisters who were dying of anorexia. Why? Because of the spiritual paradigm of this witch, Louise Eubner. Listen, oh my God. If President Trump gave me the permission, I would go to her grave, dig up her coffin, and pour gasoline on it and burn it. I told you I'm a contract killer. She destroyed our people, man of God. And in my conclusion, when we're talking about, my God, powerful teaching concerning the manipulation of black pain in the weaponization of black trauma. So black lives matter will be destroyed. Black, because you cannot go and destroy property through mayhem and discombobulation in the name of liberty. These witches will be destroyed. I don't know how God is going to do it, but I, listen, I got a contact. I got a contact. Uh, in the federal government, in the FBI here in New York City, and one contact with the FBI office in LA, they're going to be destroyed because, not because they're black, not because they're trying to expose 
police corruption because that needs to be exposed. They're going to be destroyed because they're trying to give birth to not just a fourth Reich, okay? So Antifa and Black Lives Matter is a fourth Reich, but they're going to be destroying Brian Sharp because they want to give birth to a fifth Reich. In other words, they want the United States to become a communistic caliphate, and it's not going to happen. And that is my end today of um, this powerful, hopefully a series um, concerning the manipulation of black pain and the weaponization of black trauma. Because what's, what is happening in Louisville, man of God, uh, I got to say this, and thank you so much for your patience. What's happening in Louisville is this. Our sister, Brianna Taylor, okay? Now, in March of this year, you got three cops, Jonathan Manley, Brett Hankison, Brett Hankison, and Mal Cosgrove. Now, check this out. They had Miss Taylor's apartment under surveillance for a year. They called her apartment, not just a crack house, a trap house, where they called her the, the trap queen. Three men entered into her life and stayed in her life until the day of her death. Kenneth Walker III, who shot the warning shot, a major drug dealer. I'll prove it here. Okay. And then uh, later, you got Jamarcus Glover, a major drug dealer. Okay. Who put a dead body in the trunk of Breonna Taylor's car. But see, you don't hear about that on the Crack News Network. Then you have uh, a man by the name of Adrian Smith, okay? These three men were the former boyfriends of Breonna Taylor. Now, man of God, I'm going to say this. I am not, uh, listen, I am not going to trash the legacy of my sister. I didn't know her. And as a side note, her mother, okay, uh, Tamika Walker and the family were members of a church in Louisville called Destine Ministries, whose former pastor was Dr. Stephen Darby, who died mysteriously three years ago. So Brianna Taylor was a member of his church. So Brianna Taylor's apartment was used, okay? And it's hard for me to even comprehend, man of God, that she didn't know. I'm not blaming her. So let's let's put that out there now. So these three cops, okay, Jonathan Manley, whose bloodline goes back to Ireland, whose family bloodline owned the bloodline of the Rankin family out of Savannah, Georgia, and the Sheldon family out of, out of Alabama, who produced the Taylor bloodline, which would produce Breonna Taylor. Wait a minute now. So one of the cops, Jonathan Manley, is interrelated through because of the, of the Atlantic slave trade to Breonna Taylor. That's not a shock. Now, you and I are told, Amanda, Kenneth Walker shot a warning shot. 
And you and I are told by Benjamin Crump, who is a member of the Boule Sicker Society, Sigma Pi Phi. This is the same Benjamin Crump who is all over the map, Trayvon Martin, okay? Kendrick Johnson, Valdosta, Georgia, okay? Kenneka Jenkins in Chicago, okay? Michael Brown in Ferguson, Freddie Gray in Baltimore. He is an agent of chaos. He doesn't give a damn about the families. He's there to get money. And when him and Reverend Al, Reverend Al, Bonnie B. Deficient Sharpton, all this rah, 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 and then they go home to the million dollar homes and they're leaving Louisville in a mess. Why? Because these Negroes, Dr. Sharp, are agents provocateurs for the system who are the overseers of the global crab barrel system. Because the crab barrel masters who own the crab barrel, no black person owns the crab barrel. That's the boule. They are the gatekeepers, my brother. Dr. Sharp, not only are they the gatekeepers, they're the pit bulls that protect the dog pound that is owned by Rothschild, Rockefeller, and the Prisker family. So black people are chosen from the bottom of the barrel. LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, he wanted to leave the plantation. They take him out. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, okay. Actually, that's not his real name. Uh, his real name is Adenigi, capital A-D-E-N-I-J-I. -I. I'll send you that information, Dr. Sharp, because this young man, God rest his soul, he was adopted by the Boseman family. And that term, Adenogy, represents Boule Seeker Society chapter in Nigeria. Another topic for another day. So these men wanted to leave the plantation. Chadwick Boseman met Kobe Bryant four times. The first time he met Kobe Bryant, don't mean to go all over the map, but tying this into the manipulation of black pain and the weaponization of black trauma. Before we get back to Louisville and to our, our dear sister, sister, Brianna Taylor. So then, Kobe Bryant met Chadwick Boseman the night of the Oscars when Kobe Bryant won his Oscar. Now, up until that time of February 2018, Chadwick Boseman was not sick. Chadwick Boseman began to get sick after that first meeting with Kobe Bryant. Now, according to the LA Times, I can't believe I'm even saying this about fake news concerning the LA Times, the autopsy of the body of our brother found arsenic and thallium that predated his diagnosis to colon cancer. And so, on the same day that Kobe was taken out on the 26th of January, 2020, and you can look this up on the, on the internet, True information, authenticated. Chadwick Boseman has said on the day of the 26th of January, 2020, that he was being phased out of his character as the Black Panther. So then Chadwick Boseman wanted to leave the plantation, including Kobe Bryant. In other words, they wanted to leave the industry to create their own studio. 
So in other words, the system said, listen, niggas, you're only emancipated, but you're not liberated. And so here, the term here, manumission or emancipation, it means you're under contract, okay? Under con contract to a system. That's why there's a great distinction, uh, Dr. Sharp, between emancipation versus liberation or liberty, okay? So then a person who is emancipated is only a redesigned slave, okay? They're not a liberated human being. They are a redesigned slave. In other words, there is a term, uh, it's called a franchise, like disenfranchised, but it's called a franchise. It's when the slave has been upgraded with a new plantation where the cotton is worth millions of dollars. So you have four of the most powerful plantations in American history, the National Football League, the National Basketball Association, okay, on the National Hockey League and Major League Baseball. Four plantations where the slaves are not just black, the Latino and white. So now the slave masters can't, could not afford for Kobe Bryant, who was recruited by the kingdom of Saudi Arabia in September 2019 by a woman by the name of Princess Rima, capital R-E-E-M-A. Her father is Prince Bandar bin Sultan. Who is Prince Bandar bin Sultan? His name is in the 9-11 commission as providing housing for the 19 hijackers. Who was Kobe Bryant getting involved with? So the kingdom of Saudi Arabia was recruiting the leaders of football, golf, hockey, okay, soccer, okay, and baseball. But they did not reach out to Adam Silver. Why? But they reached out to Kobe. They offered Kobe Bryant, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, a check for $1 billion. Donald Trump wanted, was backing Kobe Bryant. But it was Adam Silver in the NBA that didn't want that. Wait a minute now. Kobe said, I've been retired now for going on three years. You see, you're not liberated, black folk. You're emancipated. And this is a reason why you are what we call a vassal state. Okay? This is a part of the manipulation of black pain in the weaponization of black trauma. In my conclusion, thank you so much for your patience, man of God. Getting back to my beautiful, yeah, getting back to my beautiful sister, Brianna Walker. She was in the back of the apartment, okay? Now, it came out today. Now, I don't know if, if this is true or not. Uh, according to the local Louisville press, I, 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 I cannot verify this if it's true. So I don't want your powerful listeners to run with this. Brianna Taylor was hiding under a bed in the back. The cops didn't come from the back. They came from the front. They knocked three times, Dr. Brian Sharp. It was not a non, 
uh, knocking uh, warrant. They knocked three times, according to 17 black witnesses, that the cops never went in the back, but they knocked three times. And they told, they told Miss um, Taylor and they told her boyfriend who they were. Then he shot a warning shot. This young man, her boyfriend, this Kenneth Walker III, whose father said that he just got hired with the Postal Service, and according to my contacts, the, uh, the few pastor uh, friends I have in Louisville, that many of them also live in Lexington, an entirely different city, they said there's no record of any name of a Kenneth Walker Jr. getting hired by a Postal Service. So Kenneth Walker Jr., Jamarcus Glover, and Adrian Walker, Adrian Walker were major drug dealers. I'm not saying my sister was involved, okay? But all three knew these cops. Why, Brian Sharp? Because they worked for them. Just like Freddie Gray. Freddie Gray wasn't taken out because he's about, no, get me wrong. Those cops should have been, they, they should have got the death penalty. Bishop doesn't have a problem with that. They should have got the death penalty. But they took out our brother because he was owed drug money and he was going to expose the entire apparatus of the Baltimore Police Department. George Floyd, who's six foot, six and a half, but his coffin's six foot one. Brian Sharp, listen, I'm not a physicist. How can a man shrink like that at death? Okay, another topic for another day. The nightclub. Talking about um, the manipulation of black pain and the weaponization of black trauma. The nightclub where George Floyd worked as a bouncer and this white cop, Derek Shaven, worked as security detail. The El Nobe nightclub was owned by a woman by the name of Maya Santa Maria, who was good friends with Vanessa Bryant, the widow of Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, who played for the Los Angeles Lakers, would travel to Minneapolis once a year to play against the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm not blaming Miss Santa Maria for the death of Kobe Bryant. It's connections. So the reason why George Floyd was taken out is because, not because he's black. I have a contact in the Minneapolis Police Department. Now, I have a cousin who's a cop, but the co that's not my contact. I want to make that clear, uh, Dr. Sharp. I haven't spoken to uh, my cousin in years, so it's not him. Okay, it's a brother I know who's a pastor on the side in the city. He said our brother George Floyd was taken out because he was owed drug money by the Minneapolis Police Department because 70% of the cops were on the take. And that nightclub, El Nube, was raided five times three of which by the FBI. Mm. In December of 2019, it's going to blow your mind, talking about the manipulation of black pain and the weaponization of black trauma. In December of 2019, the FBI, including the Department of Homeland Security, confiscated almost $1 million worth of counterfeit money that came up out of China, U.S. dollars. But that didn't come out in the local press in, in Minneapolis until the 27th of January, the next month, the day after the death of Kobe Bryant. 
the serial numbers on the counterfeit bills match the serial number on the counterfeit $20 bill that our brother George Floyd had in his possession that was given to him by the brother-in-law of Derek Shaven, the Asian cop that your listeners can look on YouTube. Ah, because Derek Shaven is married to this Asian cop's sister. So in other words, George Floyd knew about the fake money, the counterfeit money that's, that was involved, that was involved with the entire apparatus of the Minneapolis Police Department, including drugs. So Derek Shaven owed George Floyd $100,000. George Floyd was going to expose him. Then all of a sudden, the, you see, this is called problem reaction solution, where the deep state creates a crisis. Because they know black people are going to react. And 80% of the buildings in Minneapolis were legally underwritten and insured by Berkshire Hathaway. Who owns them? Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett was making money because these Negroes Okay, including many white liberals, okay, destroying property while these devils were cashing checks at the top. It's a game, Brian Sharp. And this is what we call the manipulation of black pain in the weaponization of black trauma. Now, getting back to Sister Brianna Taylor, our beautiful sister, she was in the back underneath a bed. But six bullet holes on her back. But the cops did not come from the back. Two cops was outside. Six shots fired through Officer Maddenly. Sixteen shots shot by Officer Cosgrove. That's twenty-two shots. We got ten bullets left. Ten shots were shot by Brett Hankison. So, wait a minute now. So, you got Kenneth Walker Jr. shooting. Breonna Taylor's in the back room underneath the bed. We're told that the cop shot this girl. But the cop said the only cop that went into the apartment was Officer Jonathan Maddenly, who shot six shots. Doctor, I mean, uh, Jonathan Madden, he said he never went in the back room. Who shot Breonna Taylor in the back room, Brian Sharp? See, again, problem, reaction, solution, where a, 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 the deep state creates a problem that's going to solicit a reaction from us as black folk to just to our neighborhoods, which we're going to demand a solution, which these devils already created before they created the crisis. Mm. And that is the manipulation of black pain and the weaponization of black trauma. And until we recognize that these black bourgeoisie leaders, matter of fact, I, I'm going to blow your mind. You probably already know this, Brian Sharp. Okay. Uh, there is a black funeral home. Out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, the Miser Kurtz Funeral Home. The Miser Kurtz of the Kurtz, I think it's called the Miser Kurtz Funeral Home. They service the body of Trayvon Martin. 
Trayvon Martin's body was missing for four days. His parents didn't know where his body was. Okay. Former Vice President Dick Cheney was in, the, was in the area who got a heart transplant. I'm not trying to put two and two together. Organ harvesting. Because the melon of black men and women is sold on the stock market. Did you know that? And so when we're talking about black liberation, we're only emancipated, but we're not liberated because the system was not designed to liberate us. No. You cannot look to your slave masters from the left. And let me say this, Brian, Dr. Sharp. White people did not create the Ku Klux Klan. Stop. Uh-oh. A Rothschild uh -oh. attorney by the name of Judah Philip Benjamin, who was the slave master of one Nat Turner. Wait, Judah P. Benjamin, you talking about the same dude who was uh, Secretary of State? Yes. He was the Secretary of State in war for the Confederacy, who was called an attorney, and even though he never went to anyone's law school, but he called himself an attorney, married a 15-year-old girl, and thereby he was a, a pedophilus. Judah Philip Bencher, that same man, uh, man of God, who then was playing both sides, North versus South, South versus North, during the Civil War, from the 12th of April in 1861 to the 9th of April in 1865. So then, in October of 1865 in Pulaski, Tennessee, Judah Philip Benjamin, with Rothschild money, created a Jewish secret society called the Ku Klux Klan. But what the synagogue of Satan did, they hired white faces, Albert Pike, Nathan Bedford Forrest to be the face of the Klan to hide the complicit connection of the synagogue of Satan to the creation of the Ku Klux Klan. Uh-oh. And let me go one step further. Not only did white people not create the KKK, white people had nothing to do with the creation of the global transatlantic slave trade. 95% of the ships were owned by two companies, the East India Company and the West India Company, where the Rothschilds, the Warburgs, who went on to create the Federal Reserve System off of the coast of Georgia in 1913 on Jackal Island, including the Priskers, their bloodline going back to the 1300s, they owned the slave ships in connection to the Vatican system. White people were only the foremans on the field, but the slavery system itself on a global level was of the Kansarian global mafia. See, my friend, the, see, every Hebrew is a Jew, but not every Jew is a Hebrew. There is a term called Jewish. Now, I want to hear people say, oh, I'm bishops and anti-Semitic. Stop. How can I be an anti-Semite and I am a Semite? Okay, because the original Jews were black. So then the term Jewish, it means a kind of the original Jew, like the term mankind. Adam was not the first man. Adam was mankind of the original man of Genesis 1.27. The second man was Adam on the seventh day. Adam did not show up until the seventh day in Genesis chapter 2, verse 2. So Jewish. 
These people who call themselves, and I don't hate them, men of God, they're only Jews by religion, but they're not Hebrew by birth. So then every Hebrew is a Jew, but not every Jew is a Hebrew. The term Jewish, I-S-H, means a kind of the original Jew. Who? You and I. This is the manipulation of black pain and the weaponization of black trauma, okay? So and until we cut that tie, man of God, psychologically from the system, our people will continue to be slaves. Oh, don't get me started. See, this is the problem, Dr. Sharp. Listen, you got a powerful platform here. And I, I thank God um, for, uh, you know, you reaching out to me, man of God, and inviting me because you've got one of the most powerful platforms in America. I kid you not. I'm not trying to blow up your head. But listen, who was the man? We're talking in my ending so we before we give the flow over back to you for Q&A. The man in the New Testament by the name of Simon of Cyrene, which is present-day Libya, was compelled to carry the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the first person in human history to touch and to come in contact with the blood of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, was a black man. Simon of Cyrene. So, black man, you have been called by God to carry the truth. But the problem, I'm going to say this again, the problem with black men, black men, not all, but the majority, especially in Hollywood, uh, Dr. Sharp, they have been buck broken. You know, they were been buck broken. The slaves who could not, could not be controlled were sent to the Caribbean islands. They were stripped down, placed on the ground, chest, flirt, a chest first, and raped by the slave master. Dwayne Wade has been buck broken. If any one of your listeners, if they can type in Dwayne Wade has a misunderstanding concerning LGBTQ communities. Dwayne Wade has a misunderstanding with LGBTQ communities. I believe that's in the Business Week Journal, where it shows a picture of Dwayne Wade's hair in blades in the form of miniature pyramids, which were the exact uh, design man of God that the FBI declassified some years ago of being one of the symbols that the Global Pedophilia Underground Network used. Why would Dwayne Wade have his hair braided like that? Now his son, who was born Zion, is now called Zion. Why? Because these black men have been buck broken. LeBron James has been buck broken, okay? They do not want, you look at Black Lives Matter, man of God, how many chapters are in Black Lives Matter? 16. Well, in the Odu Ipa religion, it represents the 16 points of demonic possession in the human genome. Oh, when you look at the flag of Virginia, I'm not trying to be funny, Virginia kept it V-E-R-G-I-N-A, which was the original flag of Macedonia, had 16 points like a star of Virginia. Okay, and so there's a book called Eaters of Children. Okay, 
when you look when you look on the cover it's by Giovanni Cerisi on the cover it shows a demon eating a child but behind the head of this demon is that star of Virginia. A second book he wrote called Illuminati Unmasked. Look it up on Google Images, Star of Virginia. That star is on the shield, Dr. Brian Sharp, of the flag, the logo of the Central Intelligence Agency. It's also on the floor of the jet that belongs to Peter Nygaard. The Canadian Jeffrey Epstein, where strippers used to dance. You have this stripping pole, Peter Nygaard on his plane. Look it up, Google Images. On the floor, it had that 16-pointed star of Virginia. That's also representing the 16 points of the religion of Black Lives Matter. Odu Ifa. Because on these slave ships, man of God, when you look at the schematical structure of the slave ship, it is shaped like the sole of an athletic tennis shoe. Oh, I feel like I'm in church now. In other words, the structure of the slave ship represents the American athletic shoe industrial complex. So these niggas who are in the NBA, they're slaves, Brian Sharp. They're slaves. Michael Jordan doesn't own the Charlotte Hornets. Stop. He's a figurehead. The powers behind it, we don't know their name. See, they will not allow you to be wealthy. You can be rich, Brian Sharp, but you can't be wealthy. What's the difference, Bishop? Well, rich means you're a multimillionaire or even a billionaire like this whore. Over yes, she's a whore because she's a political whore of her slave masters in Chicago. Okay? So, they will only allow you to go so far. You're rich, but you're not wealthy because you don't own anything. See, that's, that's the difference between emancipation versus liberation. You see, this is where we got to think, my brother. This is emancipation. These are emancipated multimillionaires who are controlled assets of the system, but they're not liberated black men and women. Why? Because they want to remain Buck broken, gay -Z, I'm sorry, Jay-Z, and his witch of a wife, Beyonce. Why is she singing at Kobe's memorial? Kobe didn't like her, but yet she's there in that dark Illuminati ritual. Don't get me started. All of these devils, they killed Kobe. And, and can I say this, man of God? Oh, my God. Before I give the floor over to you, I'm so long-winded here. We preachers are long-winded. Look at Calabasas. The morning of the 26th of January, uh, 2020, Kobe Bryant's company, the Bryant Steibel Mutual Capital Fund, where his business partner, Jeffrey Morgan Steibel. Now, Kobe Bryant got a call that Friday, okay, on the 24th before he died, okay, from his lawyers here in New York City that the dollar of his company on Wall Street was dropping like crazy. Kobe Bryant was going to fire Jeffrey Morgan Stiebel, his business partner, okay? But that never happened. Two days later, Kobe Bryant was assassinated. Now, who introduced Kobe Bryant to Jeffrey Morgan Stiebel? Rob Palenka, 
the GM the president in the president of basketball operation for the LA Lakers. Rob Palenka said at the memorial, Brian Sharp, that he was the last one that called and texted Kobe. How would Rob Palenka know that Kobe Bryant was on that helicopter? And as a side note, that helicopter, the Sikorsky 76B helicopter, three years prior in January of 2017, the Island Holdings Group out of Van Nuys, California, flew to Chicago, Illinois. They bought that plane from the Mormon group where the Prisker family, who owns the Marriott, okay, in the higher hotel chains, they own the Mormon group and they own Kobe, that Sikorsky 76 plane that Kobe died in. Guess who is the CEO of the Mormon group? The governor of the state of Illinois, Jay Prisker. So, when you connect the manipulation of black pain and the weaponization of black trauma, black men, there are no strong black men leaders in Black Lives Matter. Why? Because these three stinking black witches, they're not witches because they're black women. Stop. They're not witches because they're women. They're witches because they're operating, Dr. Brian Sharp, under a spirit that did not come from God. So there are no black, strong black men leading the organization. And the few black men they have have been buck broken. They are demasculated. Okay? That's what I'm saying. So it's time for black men to be black men, not just from the waist up, from the neck up. And that's why a lot of black women, your booze, your rapers, you fell in love with a child. Listen, black woman, you didn't fall in love with a man. That's why he keeps saying his crib. What's a crib? A bassinet. You married a child, black women, black woman. Come on, it's time for us to stop making excuses. And it's time for us to reclaim our place in the world. We are the original Jews, Brian Sharp. We are the original house of Israel, okay? And that's my ending of the manipulation of black pain and the weaponization of black trauma. Man, I feel a Brian Sharp anointing on me today. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, see, man, I got these, this is one of the most powerful insights that God has ever showed me because getting back to the 33 degrees of the Masonic order, no black person, is allowed to go to the 33rd and one half degree of any Masonic order, only to the 33rd degree level, okay? So Calabasas, the land that Kobe died on, is the 33rd congressional district of the state of California. The sheriff that spoke at the press conference, any one of your listeners can look it up on YouTube. Alex Venonueva, a Spanish brother, is now the 33rd sheriff in the history of the LA County Sheriff's Department. But yet Kobe Bryant was a 33rd degree Mason within the Prince Hall Masonic Order, which also was created in Philadelphia and me, including Sigma Pi Phi Boule, okay? And the land that Kobe died on is owned by the Open Society Foundation, which is owned by the slave master of both Antifa and Black Lives Matter, George Soros. 
who needs to be taken out. And that is my end tonight, my brother, of the manipulation of black pain and the weaponization of black trauma. And I thank you. Oh my God. Um, let me get in some Woo! super chats and then we're gonna and then we're gonna dive into some questions I got here. Oh, this um, is powerful. Thank you for your patience, Dr. Shark. You're so patient, man. Thank you so much, brother. No, thank you for the for the for the you lecture, are, man. You're a great man, brother. Your parents, your parents, your grandmother, someone raised you right, brother. <laughs> I you, you're a true black man. You're a true black man that knows who he is. And I, I see greatness in you, man. Of God. I see you making millions of dollars. I see it in Jesus' mighty name. Go right ahead. Oh, yes. Me. Oh, yes. Uh, anoint me, please, Bishop. <laughs> I'm anoint you. When I see you, I'm going to anoint you and lay hands on you because God has designed you to be a multi, multi millionaire, man. Of God. Yeah. Uh, and you're, you're starting a revolution. Uh, can I do a billion? Can I do billionaire? Yes. Let's release that in Jesus name. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we decree and declare as Dr. Sharp is raising his hands in all seriousness. God is saying, but thus saith the Lord, my son, you were born for this time, not just to be a multimillionaire, but I want you to declare out that you want to be a multimillionaire billionaire not just a millionaire but a billionaire your ministry is going to be one of the most powerful ministries in this world and you are a global changer and a global transformer because mm. who you are see hope to Jesus is what you are but it's mm. not who you are who mm -hmm. you are you are spirit that God breathed into 6,000 years ago in the person mm -hmm. of Adam. And mm -hmm. Brian Sharp, you were born for this time. Listen, mm -hmm. you were conceived mm -hmm. in greatness, but you were born in double greatness. And God is in all yes. the betrayal that people, listen, they talked about you like a dog. I'm talking about black folk. Black folk came against you. Okay, and now these same black folk who came against you, they're now broke, busted, and disgusted. God mm. is saying, forgive them. God's going to give you double for your trouble, triple for your pain. Bro mm. Brian Sharp, the hand of the Lord, Jesus Christ, is on you. Okay, mm. yes. God is releasing a billion-dollar empire currency. Mm. God is releasing a Billion dollar global currency that uh, first comes from the spiritual realm and uh, will make manifest in the natural realm. Uh, God is saying you got to drop this whole tep Jesus thing, and uh -huh. I want you to go back to being Brian Shock <laughs> in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, you're black. That's what you are, but that's not who you are. Who uh, you are is spirit. The yes. spirit of Christ is in you. A multi-billionaire empire is yours, but you got to drop the hotel Jesus because that that's not who you are. And God has designed you, man of God, to be a world changer. Okay? And yeah. God has already designed you to receive a billion-dollar enterprise business you already got a business but god i want you to raise your hands right now man of god god wants you 
to receive a billion dollars. And it's not mm. going to come from a black person. It is uh. going, going to come from a person who doesn't look like you and I. And they're going to invest in Brian Sharp in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And what you have, raise your hands a little higher. What you have right now, you're going to be, you're more powerful than Joe Rogan. Oh, You're more powerful than him because Joe Rogan, slave master, is Spotify. But your God is the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, Spotify is Joe Rogan's slave master. But your God is the Lord Jesus Christ, who was a black man from Galilee. And I'm placing a billion dollars in your company, man of God. God is saying right now, the currency of the invisible realm will begin to flow in the Brian Sharp empire. Uh. But your empire has to be built upon the kingdom of Jesus Christ and not the empire of Brian Sharp. Uh. So the kingdom of Jesus Christ is your foundation and the building will be your empire. Man of God, it is done. Listen, you are more powerful than Joe Rogan. You are more powerful. Listen, because Joe Rogan, bless his heart, he is controlled by his slave master, Spotify. I'm not saying Joe Rogan's evil. I'm just saying he's a controlled asset. You are a liberated black man. You are not an emancipated Negro like Dwayne Wade. And I count it as done in Jesus' mighty name. Man of God, let me tell you something. Amen. Your grandmama, they taught you, man. Listen, I want you to follow Jesus Christ in him only. Okay, drop the whole tempt. Okay, drop that. And I want you to go back to being who you are. Okay. Okay. In Jesus' mighty name. I love you, brother. Go right ahead. All right. Um uh is solar bishop no 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 wait wait where we at um love you brother uh does wait i don't want to make sure i don't miss nobody oh here it is north star bright pizza hotel uh, and bishop tonight the powers that be aren't hiding anymore a recent movie had a storyline involving king Piedmont and the sigil in the frames uh true offense he says does the bishop think the nazi parsi was an extension of the catholic church i learned all the home, holy roman emperors of german uh, wanted to know if there was a connection. Yes, excellent. I'm telling you, you got powerful, smart, intelligent, educated listeners. Yes, the Nazi party was an extension of the global Vatican system. Now, there is a great distinction between the Church of Jesus Christ versus Christianity. Let's start with the latter. The term anity means a political system. So Constantine, along with his homosexual lover, um, Pope Sylvester, you know, right, in the 325 AD conference out of Nicene Turkey, they had legalized, going back to the year 1313, so 33 and 1, so then uh, Constantine had legalized Christianity. No, in other words, he did not the he did not want the original organic gospel of Jesus Christ from Acts chapter two. What Constantine did was to legalize it or to Vaticanize the original church, the Apostolic Church. That's why the Catholic Church is the Church of Babylon. They're the whore on of Revelation. 
So the Nazi party is an extension of the global Vatican system, okay? Uh, because after the event of World War II, many of these Nazi spies and Nazi criminals were hidden, okay, by the Vatican system, okay? Operation Odessa, okay? Through Operation Odessa, the Vatican system had hit these Nazi devils because billions of dollars worth of Nazi money were hidden in the global Vatican bank. So the Nazi party is really the military industrial complex was of the Vatican system. Yes, so yes, the Nazi party was an offspring uh, of the global Vatican system. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, Miss Solar Bear, thank you. He said, My redacted radar is going off. Ricky Green, $40 super chat. He said, Happy belated birthday and thank you for an amazing interview. Yeah. Oh, yeah. True offense. Ooh. He said, uh, They don't want us to know we from the Garden of Eden. We not ADOS. Uh oh. Uh -oh. Um, uh, 50 Shades of Salt. G, what up, homie? He said, Any thoughts on the census? Any thoughts on the census? Uh, on the census. On the census. See, this is how the government of the United States has been doing for decades. Now, now look at the term census. It really comes from a Greek ciphering origin word of sense. This is where we get the term common sense or sixth sense. So the census was designed by the American government, just like the social security number, to designate people who were liberated, non-black people, versus people who are just emancipated people of color. Let me give you an example. The census in connection to the social security number. Most black people's social security number, not all, but a great percentage. Most of our nine digit numbers, we have odd numbers, one, three, five, seven, and nine. And we've got some even numbers mixed in the two, four, six, eight, ten. So black people of the black diaspora here in the United States, the very origin of the social security number in connection to the census. So the term social security, it is the security of a socialistic system in designating you and I as a number. So black people have odd numbers that, you know, out of the nine ditches, most of the ditches are odd numbers, okay? And a few even numbers. Whereas non-black people, most of their nine ditches have even numbers and they have some, a few odd numbers. Who put this in? FDR. FDR, in actuality, it began with President Woodrow Wilson because in 1919, uh, according to Colonel uh, Edward Mandel House, uh, I'll quote a part of the speech that he said to um, President Wilson in 1919. And President Wilson was a big advocate of the Ku Klux Klan, another topic for another day. So Colonel Mandel House said that it is our goal to create a pledging system, that's taxes, where every human being in the United States will become a biological property birth certificate, which means in connection to the census, you and I have two constitutions, one of 1776 
and the second one of 1871 through the 1871 Act. So the word act politically in connection to census did not come from the first constitution. It came from the second constitution. So the first constitution in 1776 ratified in 1781. Okay, second ratification in 1787, third ratification in 1789. We were designed by God, Dr. Sharp, through the framers, not to be a corporation like the second constitution. We were designed to be a Christian constitutional republic, which means we were called a U.S. sovereign, not a citizen a sovereign which we were free from any taxation system IRS in the United States but here comes the second constitution put in force by Pope Pius the ninth who also wanted to put in a census in 1871 during the act of 1871 with the financial pressure of the Rothschilds out of England and with the religious so the, the religiosity pressure from Pope Pius IX under the Vatican, forcing us to go from the United States for America to the United States of America. Now we're not a sovereigns, okay, a U.S. sovereign person from the first constitution. We're now called a U.S. citizen, which means all 300 some million Americans are a stock, a corporation, a share that can be sold like a whore because the pimp is Wall Street and every stock market on the earth where the share is you and I sold as a share or as a prostitute, whereas your social security number and more importantly, your birth certificate number is sold on Wall Street as a stock, as a commodity for millions of dollars without your permission. Why? Not because of the first constitution, but because of the second constitution in 1871, where everyone is a slave, not just black people. Now, the American citizen is now called a tenant, a peasant, a taxpayer. You and I are a stock, a commodity, a bond, a hedge fund, a share that is sold by the financial pit masters, okay, of AIG, Chase Manhattan Bank, okay, Hong Kong Bank of Canada, and for all in Swiss, in the Union Swiss Bank, all of these companies sold on the stock market, now the individual is not a sovereign from the first constitution. We are a stock. Your number on your birth certificate traded as a stock. Your driver's license number traded as a stock. Your state ID traded as a stock. Your birth certificate number you're a stock in your death certificate. Even at death, Dr. Brian Sharp, that man or woman or child six feet under the ground, but they are still sold as a stock when that person is six feet underneath the ground. But see, the masses of white and black people, they don't know this. 
because we're so distracted of keeping up with these witches, the Kardashians. So it is time for us to connect ourselves back to the first constitution. So the census is a way to separate the emancipated black slave today who's been redesigned from those who are non-black and they may be nice white people, but the system does not acknowledge the original Hebrew as you and I, as a human being. You're a stock, you're a commodity, you're a chattel, you're a piece of property that is a share on Wall Street that can be traded without your permission. And the original stock exchange was called the Cotton Exchange. Then it was changed to the Stock Exchange. Who was the stock in, 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 you know, in connection to census? It's going to blow your mind here. A man by the name of August Belmont Schoenberg, who was a slave owner here in New York City, who was one of the founding fathers of Wall Street in the Stock Exchange. August Belmont Schoenberg, he never lynched his slaves, Dr. Uh, Brian Sharp. He would always burn his slaves at the stake. That's why the horse race is called the Belmont Stakes. Mm. He burned slaves at the stake. So the Belmont Stake is the third leg of the Triple Crown. So the census that began with the counting of the number of slaves, because do you know, my friend, the layaway system that's in the American um, corporate, all these all these clothing stores and Walmart, the American Clothing Outlet Corporation, the layaway in connection to the census, the layaway plan began in the creation of Black Friday going back to the early 1800s. The day after Thanksgiving, slaves were sold at a discounted price. And if the, a slave master wanted to purchase a man or woman, but did not have the full price, that slave could be put on layaway like a stock, a piece of clothing or underwear. So the entire American financial empire was built on the backs of our people. I know people are shocked because I'm a black conservative, but the truth is the truth. In regards to the census, it's still used to desegregate those that are black and those that are non-black. So the second constitution in connection to the census, where black folk have odd numbers on the social security, not all, okay? Most of our out of the nine numbers, five or six or seven are odd numbers. The rest are even numbers and vice versa with non-black people. Why is that? Because they want to separate the emancipated slaves from the rest of American society, but we don't know that because we're keeping up with FUBU or who, that was sold to Puma. We're keeping up with NBA. We're keeping up with Black Lives. All of this distraction. But it's time for us to think. So then, the share, the stock that was sold, 
was not Frito-Lay or IBM in the beginning. It was the indigenous slave, my brother, because Wall Street is called Wall Street because they bought slaves down to the East River from West Africa and lined up black men, women, and babies to be drafted because the original name of the stock that was to be sold, he or she was a draft. So then the slave master who bought them wrote a contract called a draft or an agreement. That's why we have the NBA draft. That's why we have the NFL draft. That's why we have the NHL draft and Major League Baseball draft. Because I don't care what color the slave is, they're still a slave in connection to a census. Man, I go, oh man, this is mind-blowing information, my friend. Excellent question from your listener. Um, it's Black Star. Thank you for the large chat. Appreciate that. Uh, he said, uh, shout out to Hotel Jesus and uh, Brother Bishop. Brother Bishop, do you happen to know if black people have a larger history in Russia? Read something under the day that uh, Alexander Pushkin might be part yes. black. Alexander Pushkin was black. Okay. The father of Russia was a man of color. He was black. Okay. So Alexander Pushkin was black. And beside him, and, and, and not to get away from the premise of your question, uh, my, my brother, uh, Michelangelo, okay, had some blackness in him, okay, uh, and Gwen Shakespeare was black, whose real name is Sir Francis Bacon, another topic for another day. So Alexander Pushkin was black, yes, the father of, of modern day Russia. Absolutely. And let me go one step further here. Oh, my God. I can tell Brian is so excited tonight. Listen, the term Europe came from a black princess who was enslaved in the Greek empire named Europa. Capital E-U-R-O-P-A. She was a black woman. All of Europe is named after a black woman. Oh, all of Asia, okay, was actually named after a black woman who, who was sold into the Roman Empire, into the Asia Atticus family. She took on the name Asia Atticus. So wait a minute, Europe and Asia in the entire seven continents of the world, the foundation is black, okay? Can, can I say this to oh God, man? I I, I promise. Yeah. I, listen, I was talking to one of my uh, my good friends. Okay, Doctor Etienne Grace in Los Angeles. He's a man that you got to have on your show. Brilliant scholar. And I was telling him the other day that when God put a mark upon Cain, okay, lest any man finding him should kill him. The term mark comes from the Persian term kakazoid. So, white people today are really black, but they've been bleached. <laughs> the mark, oh my God, the mark on Cain, where he became caucasoid. So, white people, I'm not teaching racism now, 
And I know a lot of people are going to be shocked. Wait a minute now. I thought you were black conservative. I am. But the truth is the truth. So God put a mark on Cain because he murdered his brother Abel. And concerning that term that we may mention 45 minutes ago, here of paternal super fecundation. The woman Eve. Now, her husband, Adam. Okay. First and last letters of the name Adam represents the AM of the morning. And his wife Eve became the PM of the evening. So God never designed an AM to marry another AM. AM. Come on, proppy. And God never designed a PM to be to marry another PM. Okay. So it's Adam and Eve and not Adam and Deacon Stevie. And it's even Adam and not even Emma degenerate. Another topic for another day. Now getting back to Alexander Pushkin, the entire world. Okay. Even before the Ice Age, thousands of years ago, there was no Atlantic Ocean or Pacific Ocean. So what we call the United States of America was Western Africa. What we call the Middle East was Northeastern Africa or Akibulon. What we call Asia, East, Southeast, Northwest Asia, Central Asia, was Eastern Akibulon. So over the thousands of years, because of the Ice Age, now it developed an Atlantic and Pacific Oceans and the Red Sea and the Mediterranean Sea, okay? And the Caspian Sea throughout the Middle East. So then, getting back to the premise of this man's question, powerful question, Russia, the foundation is black. Many of the statutes in many of the Russian Orthodox churches has the black Madonna, has Jesus as black. In black Mary. So um, the mark on Cain, that term mark means cockazoid. It's a Persian term meaning one who has been bleached. So the foundation color, I'm not teaching black supremacy. I'm just teaching so we can be delivered from this manipulation of black pain and the weaponization of black trauma. The foundation of all colors is black. Mm. Mm. The most weakest color, as far as the recessive color, is white. I'm not talking about white people. I'm just talking about it is an impossibility for all of these other colors to produce the foundation. Dr. Shaw, we produced them. They didn't produce us. Okay? So, when you're talking about Shem, Ham, and Japheth, now all these preachers talking about, well, Shem was uh, part black and part white, and Ham was black, and Japheth was white. No, 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 no. If one of the sons were black, they were all black, which means that daddy was black, okay? So, Alexander Pushkin was black. Excellent question. Now, I didn't mean to go off into all of these educational tentacles, but it, it all interconnects, absolutely. Um, is Black Star said... Uh... Uh, those ships are redacted slave ships, not white. Solar Bear, I'm from South Carolina. Any info on the Cohen family? Um, Natasha Kayleen, thank you. Uh, Halima, she said, what a talk. Uh, men of almighty Dr. Sharp, kudos. Upload this to blockchain. Goosebumps over goosebumps. Yeah, it's definitely getting uploaded to the chain. Uh, wow. Halima, again, she said, Hotep and Bill, multi-billionaires. Allahumma amin. Maya, inshallah, alhamdulillah. Uh, North Star Bright, um, the mother goddess worship mm. is behind uh, much of the spiritual evil of today's world. 50 Shades of Saul G, 
thoughts on Blexit and uh, Turning Point USA, Bishop? Uh, excellent. Uh, it's a revolution. Um, so many people want me to be on Candace Owens' show, you know. Um, they <laughs> they think I can, uh, you know, pour some wisdom into her. Candace Owens, a great sister. Okay, I never met her. She never met me. I don't know her. She doesn't know me. Uh, she probably knows of me, but I don't, and I, and I know of her. So, Blacksit, I, listen, Blacksit, Blacksit, I agree with those institutions of awakening. Because it fulfills, great question, it fulfills what Malcolm X said during that 1963 interview that he gave at the University of California at Berkeley. Anyone can see it on YouTube. When he talked to one of the professors, um, a white professor at the University of California at Berkeley, and it was a, a black professor, student professor that was there interviewing Malcolm. Malcolm said that there's going to come a time when black America will wake up and the seed that has been planted in the black psychic will begin to bloom and will begin to awaken us which has now produced people like Candace Owens, okay, yourself and myself, and Larry Elder, you know, and, and I know Jesse Lee Peterson, people don't like him, but in other words, you and I are awakening the black masses. So I agree with this, um, with the Black Set. I, I love that organization. As long as they keep Christ as the foundation, I don't have a problem with it, okay? When they move away from Christ and get into anything by Christ, then I have, I have to back up. But, but in its very essence, I love that organization. I love the, the very premise of the, the political paradigm. It is time for Black America to leave the plantation. The Democratic Party that was created by Thomas Jefferson, along with James Madison. Thomas Jefferson, Dr. Brian Sharp was a pedophilist. Sally Hemings was 15 years old when he raped her. Oh, people yeah. were 15. So people, well, and that was the time this stopped. He was a pedophilist. So which means the origin of the foundation of the Democratic Party is built on pedophilia. Mm. So the Democratic Party in its political structure was never politically nor spiritually designed for black liberation. It was designed, Dr. Brian Sharp, to keep us in a emancipated state. Mm. Whereas you can be a multimillionaire, but you're still controlled. You're rich, but you're not wealthy because you're not writing any checks to any employees. Mm. So the Democratic Party was the one that took out Malcolm X. Who was it? Who was the president? LBJ. So when you look at, oh my God, and not, not to get away from the original question, but I'm just flowing as the Holy Spirit gives it to me. So FDRs, you know, instituted the Housing Act when he got into office in the 1930s. And then later, during Lyndon Baines Johnson's Great Society in 1964 and 65, which produced not just the Civil Rights Act in the Food Stamp Act, but also LBJ said, I'm going to keep these niggas in the Democratic Party for 200 years. Guess what, Brian Shop? It's working. Okay. Now we have the American ghetto industrial complex because of the Democratic Party, because of LBJ's Great Society in 64 and 65. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I know that you've heard of 
um, one of the biggest housing ghetto complexes uh, in American history, the Robert Taylor Homes. I believe the last building was torn down in the mid-2000s. Who's Robert Taylor? Robert Taylor was the grandfather of Valerie June Jarrett. Robert Taylor was the first black head of Chicago's Housing Authority under the daily racist machine. So when Robert Taylor died shortly before the dedication of the Robert Taylor homes, and my, uh, your powerful listeners in, in the Chicago area, they know what I'm about to say. So then the racist daily machine did not invite Robert Taylor, and Robert Taylor died some years before that, but they didn't even want him or his family, his descendants, to appear at that ribbon-cutting ceremony. So, Robert Taylor, his name was attached to the biggest American uh, American ghetto com industrial complex in, in, in American history. So, so from the 1964-65 uh, Great Society New Deal, it had strengthened the emancipated slave through welfare, food stamps, okay? Now, because my brother, coming up, from, and your, your great-great-grandfather and mine coming up from the South, black men were the leaders of their home, okay? You had the black, he was the strong, any strong black leader in history had a strong black father. Dr. King, strong black father. Malcolm X, strong black father. Medgar Evers, strong. Any time you had a weak black man, there was no father in the home. We call this proximal abandonment, where the father and the mother may be there physically, but emotionally they're absent. Another topic for another day. But you look at Valerie and June Jarrett, her grandmother, and I'm sorry to get away from the premise of the Blexit question, but it all inter, is, is uh, interconnected. Valerie June Jarrett's grandmother was a woman by the name of Dorothy Taylor, mm. who was an agent provocateur for Planned Parenthood, mm. who had signed on Dorothy Taylor along with those of the NAACP. SNCC Core Urban League, they signed on to the 1939 Negro Project, which was the manifesto, Brian Sharp, of the extermination of Black America through Planned Parenthood. Mm -hmm. Dorothy Taylor's name is on that document. She's the grandmother of Valerie June Jerry, who is a artist and porter of Dr. Loder Tony Midget Fauci and Dr. Deborah 3000 Scars Burks. So Valerie Jerry is, is a eugenicist. The father of Valerie Jerry, Dr. James E. Bowman, who passed away in 2011, God rest his soul. Dr. James E. Bowman's mentor was a concerning devil by the name of Dr. Alf Alvin, capital A-L-F, Alvin, capital A-L-V-I-N-G. Anyone can look it up. So Dr. Alf Alvin, including uh, his Negro slave, James E. Bowman, went to the state penitent penitentiary, okay, in Joliet, Illinois, during the 1950s and injected 800 men with malaria. That was Dr. James E. Bowman, the father of Valerie Jarrett. 
These are Democrats. They're devils, man of God. And so what? We don't read this because we're so busy bouncing the basketball, throwing the football. So that's, that's listen, the sports and entertainment industrial complex is built masonically through the algorithms to entertain the slave masters in the arenas. Mm. This is how bad it is, man of God. But getting back to Blexit, um, I, I, you know, in, in their very core, uh, I do um, support them, and I believe that you know they're called of God. I just want them to keep Christ as the front and center. So I do apologize for getting off from that, but it, it all interconnects. DVS uh, or DV, DV Samurai, thank you very much uh, for the super chat. Um, now you mentioned something about. Um, Let's talk Kobe. Let's talk Kobe really fast. I spoke to uh, Adam Curry last week, and Adam Curry's a pilot and an expert in aviation. And uh, he, he informed me, you know, I said to him, I said, you know, what would you say if I told you that they killed Kobe? And he alluded to the fact that there is no conspiracy to kill Kobe. His death was organic uh, due to his studies of the flight patterns and everything surrounding the flight. Your response to that would be what? Now, what's his, what is his name again, uh, Dr. Uh, Sharp? What's his name? Uh, Adam Curry. Um, and what company does he work for? Uh, works for himself. He is uh, the inventor of podcasts. Okay. You see, Kobe Bryant, we have to look, and I disagree with him respectfully, because Kobe Bryant's, um, the helicopter did not organically go down. It flew out of John Wayne Airport. And a couple of months before that, there was a group of, the, of executives from the uh, Standard Hotel in Hollywood that died coming from, a few months before Kobe died, that died coming out of the John Wayne Airport and that their airplane crashed into, into um, one of the local communities there. It took out the entire executive board of the Standard Hotel. What does the Standard Hotel have to do with Kobe Bryant? Kobe Bryant, when he was separated from Vanessa Bryant in 2012, stayed at the Standard Hotel. Uh, Ed Buck, look him up. Uh, he was arrested some years ago because a couple of young black men were found dead in his hotel room, okay, whom he had sex with. And Ed Buck is close friends with the late Jeffrey Epstein, close friends with the Clintons, and one of the best friends of Adam Schiff. Where Adam Schiff and Ed Buck sits on the little kid's board. But getting back to the death of Kobe Bryant, who every helicopter, Brian Sharp, every airplane was shut down in LA County. Who let Kobe Bryant fly? Who gave him clearance? Now, with all due respect to this guy who created the podcast, he's wrong. And the reason why he's wrong, because that helicopter was going 180 miles an, an hour. Whereas they said that the uh, helicopter operator became disoriented. Mm -hmm. How did he become disoriented? This man was flying helicopters over a 25 year period Kobe well adam curry says adam curry says it was due to uh uh lack of visibility no 
That's that's bull. If all due respect to you, that's bull crap. That's bull crap. And we know it was not due. And matter of fact, that same morning, there were witnesses in the Calabasas area that saw an LAPD helicopter fly 15 minutes prior before they saw hel uh, Kobe's helicopter. And the LAPD helicopter didn't crash. See, man, God, this, this was an orchestrated effort to silence a young man because of what he had on the Clintons. And now, again, all due respect to your guests, this was not an organic death. This was an organic assassination. We see, because the deep state is so good that they can make it look like a natural organic accident. But their helicopter is going down 180 miles an hour. Okay? And then, after the crash, then all of a sudden, the body, there were pictures of the decapitated body of Kobe Bryant and his daughter and the rest of the people. It had nothing to do with your question with the creator of the podcast. But this was an assassination, okay? Because Kobe Bryant was set to testify on that Wednesday, the 29th, at LA Superior County Court, okay? Because he had multiple lawsuits against the NSA Therapeutic Corporation, which owned Acorn, which owned high-tech pharmaceuticals out of across Georgia, in which the, all three were owned by the Novartis AG Group out of Basel, Switzerland. Why was Kobe Bryant suing Novartis, and including NSA, Acorn, and high-tech pharmaceuticals? Because they were using his nickname, the Black Mamba, and they were lacing those weight loss pills with opioid substances, and Kobe was going to expose it. Mm. You're talking billions of dollars. Not just from that, but Kobe was going to expose Adam Silver in the National Basketball Association because this same Novartis AG group, uh, out of base of Switzerland, they do the drug testing for the National Basketball Association. And people like LeBron James and other superstars, they don't have to take any drug tests. Kobe knew this. Kobe was blackmailing a lot of people. And then, you know, and so it all due respect to your guest, uh, Kobe Bryant was, uh, you know, simply taken out. And anybody that says it was a uh, natural occurrence, you have to ask yourself, a oh, man of God, who was your guest connected to? Who is he? And see, the thing is, and, and I don't know this person, you know, and I'm not casting expersions, but we have to look at this from both a spiritual paradigm and a political paradigm. Kobe Bryant, at the time of his death, was a member of the Clinton Global Initiative. Because back in 2014, in connection to this question, Kobe Bryant was one of the speakers at the Clinton Global Initiative event here in New York City. Kobe Bryant was recruited by the Aspen Institute, which is a CIA think tank. You're talking about some of the most powerful people, politicians uh, in this country belong to the Aspen Institute. So Kobe Bryant spoke and Kobe Bryant sat on the Clinton Haiti Fund where millions of dollars ended up missing that should have went to the Haitian people 
to help in the cause of the earthquake. The Clintons took that, but Kobe sat on their board. So to say it was organically, it was an accident, that's, that's, that's political, that's illegal malpractice. So Kobe Bryant was assassinated and he was taken out because the week before the crash, the website of the Island Holdings Group, they took down the website a week before Kobe's crash. Why? People said, oh, because of maintenance. No, it wasn't because of maintenance. They knew what was coming. Okay. Man of God, this, this Kobe thing, and I'm glad that, that you and I are talking about it. This is one of the greatest global cover-ups in human history. And to your listeners, if they get an opportunity, uh, go to our uh, YouTube page, which is Global Spiritual Revolution Radio. Again, Global Spiritual Revolution Radio. And I just completed a 10-volume series on Kobe Bryant, a Luciferian project completed. And I'm almost done with this book, uh, you know, that I've been writing for months now. Kobe Bryant, a Luciferian project completed. I'm going to do a volume nine involving with um, one man by the name of LeBron James, who knew Kobe was going to die. I got proof. Uh, Dr. Brian Sharp, and it's going to come out. So then, it's all interconnected with Kobe's death, okay? Uh, he had to be silenced because what he knew, not just about the pharmaceutical industry and those weight loss pills with his nickname that was being laced with opioid substances. He was good friends with a Jewish couple, uh, Barry and Honey Sherman. Who were found strangled, my friend, in December 2017. Barry and Honey Sherman ran one of the most powerful Canadian pharmaceutical companies in Canada. Why were they taken out? Because the Shermans had stolen the patent rights, okay, uh, to a medication called uh, Azolat that helped people with Parkinson's, you had Parkinson's diseases, okay. So he, they, they stole the Shermans, who were good friends with Kobe Bryant, not to get away from um, what your, you know, your, your guest said concerning Kobe Bryant's death, but Barry and Honey Sherman, okay, they stole this patent right called Azalect, okay, from a company out of Israel, okay, called Teva, capital T-E-V-A, Guess who runs the Teva pharmaceutical industry? Israeli Mossad. So then, for this guest to say it was just a malfunction or because of this, it's, you know, we got to go deeper than that. And I know he knows that, okay? But the thing is, people are not going to come to come out to tell the truth because his life will be on the line, Okay. So Kobe was connected with a lot of people, all of these tentacles, man, and that but that had him assassinated. Okay. Barry mm -hmm. Honey Sherman, Novartis, including the billion dollar check he was going to pick up out of Saudi Arabia. Um, but Adam Silver stopped it, you know. Mm -hmm. And also Kobe Bryant knew who took out Lorenzen Wright. When the basketball player Back in 2007, Lorenzo Wright was drafted in the same draft that Kobe was drafted in. Kobe was supposed to be drafted the seventh pick by the LA Clippers. It was Lorenzo Wright. 
They were good friends. Lorenzo Wright was taken out by the Dixie mob because Lorenzo Wright was set to testify okay, before Congress because the FBI had investigated Lorenzo Wright's connection to organized crime in Memphis. Okay, Because the NBA is complicit in the illegal gambling and rigging of games that you see today. Okay? It's all rigged. Okay? Kobe knew this and Lorenzo Wright, and they took him out. Okay? So this, man, I got, these are some powerful questions from, from your listeners. I, I love your listeners. I got, I, got, I got two more points I want to cover before we go. Um, black, black on black crime. Uh, the common rebuttal to the black on black crime question when people say, hey, you know, uh, we complain that when a white cop does it as opposed to somebody else right. black does it is because the white cop usually uh, you're not going to get justice for. But if a black guy kills a black guy, he's usually immediately arrested. Yes. yes. That so is that's so why true. people so white people. So that's why people tend not to complain about it, because if you're black and you kill a black person, you're there's justice served immediately. Whereas if a white cop kills a black guy, there is no justice. And that's what people are complaining about. And that's what they're complaining because they don't listen. Going back to the Richard of Black Panther Party in connection to that question. Now, remember in 1995, the movie by Mario Van Peebles called Panther, where the original Black Panther Party was in a war against the FBI because the FBI had allowed drugs to flood the streets of Oakland and Black America. Okay. So then the original Black Panther Party. They got their startup money from a white billionaire out of Texas, H.R. Hunt, who had supplied $100,000 a year to the Black Panther Party, supplied $100,000 a year to the Nation of Islam. The grandson of H.R. Hunt, who is now the owner of the Kansas City Chief, the Kansas City Chiefs, testified to this. That H.R. Hunt gave Elijah Muhammad $100,000 a year. We're not saying that things evil about it, and I'm not disrespecting a Minister Farrakhan. I'm just saying that they're supposed to be anti-white, and the white man is a devil, but yet $100,000 a year was given to the Nation of Islam. Malcolm exposed this. And at the same time, H.R. Hunt was given $100,000 a year to George Lincoln Rockwell in the KKK. So, black on black crime. So they were not looked at as something that is can be valued. I'm going to say something, man of God. Oh, I'm under the anointing right now. Can I just can I just make a correction real fast? You said Rockwell. You tied Rockwell to the KKK. I think you meant to tie them to the American Nazi Party. But the American Nazi Party that was connected to the yeah yeah yeah. No, and that's a good question. So George Lincoln Rockwell uh, connected to both the American Nazi Party. And indirectly to the KKK. So excellent question there. So then uh, George Lincoln Rockwell, who was attended some Nation of Islam events. Mm -hmm. So Malcolm X was exposing all of that. Mm -hmm. But you and I, we were not designed by God to kill each other. We were not designed. We were not created by God for brothers and sisters to kill each other. For, and I want all your listeners to listen, because this is powerful, what I'm about to say. For a man to kill his brother or his sister, something that they valued, 
more than God had to enter into them. You see, so when you see 30,000 black deaths in Chicago the last past 40 years, something that we valued more than God entered into us to kill each other. Mm. In South Central, 30-some thousand black folk had died since the 80s, going on 40,000, because something that we valued more than God entered into us. Now, people are going to say on the left, well, because of the white man, and then because, see, it's not the white man who causes a white, a black, a brother to kill their brother and sister. I'm sorry. That's a cop-out. It's not the white man's fault that a teenage boy gets a teenage girl pregnant. Now, the conditions that produced it indirectly is the federal government. But man of God, we, you, we always talk about the struggle. The struggle, I'm going to say this, this is radical. The struggle is not against racism. You know what the problem, oh my God, you know what the problem in black America, the greatest tragedy Brian Sharp to black America is not systemic racism. Mm. I got everyone's attention now. The greatest tragedy in black America today is the lack of fathers in black homes. That's the tragedy. Mm. Because when you have that black father, he can help navigate his son around racist cops. And you have that uh, black father, he can help his daughter to navigate around a racist cop. Yeah, I support the men and women in blue, all the racist cops, yes. But man of God, nine times out of 10, you get cops who are good men and women, who are patriots. Yes, the racist one, they gotta be strung up. I don't have a problem, when I mean strung up, in the legal sense, okay? So then, um, Black or black crime, they don't care. This is because they think that we don't care about each other. We have to begin to value one another. And we're not doing that. We're not valuing one another. We don't value and support each other. We don't keep the dollar in black businesses. We've taken out the suffer. I'm not saying anything wrong with that. But the black dollar circulates at a quicker pace compared to the white dollar, to the Asian dollar, even to a certain extent to the Latino. Why is the black dollar going so fast? Why are we investing in Nike, in shoes, in clothing, and not in the future of our children's children because of low self-esteem and self-hate? So Nike has been designed to exploit the low self-esteem of our people who don't know who, who they are. So they think that their value, Brian Sharp, is in a pair of Air Jordans. Michael Jordan don't give a damn about black people. LeBron James doesn't care about my beautiful sister, Rihanna Taylor. LeBron James, no, LeBron James is a part of the same system that's keeping us in a, a, a position of servitude. And we talk about the struggle, and I'm going to let you go. I'm sorry to keep you so long. The struggle is not, a, is not against white society. 
The struggle is against ourselves. That's where the struggle is. So black men take your positions because the black man was designed to take care of his woman and to take care of all of her bills. And the woman was never designed to work. Mm. She was, the, and yes, get your education, women, be a doctor, a lawyer, a judge. A, listen, but the nature of the woman, so the term woman means the womb of the man. She was designed to nurture the children, to nourish her husband. And he was designed to be the provider and the protector. But you know, Brian Sharp, the reason why we have a high degree and percentage of black women with breast cancer? Because there are case studies when we're talking about the spiritual roots of sickness and disease, uh, you know, a series that I'm doing on my global, or, on, you know, on my global masterclass that can be uh, watched every Sunday night on our YouTube channel. Okay, ninety percent of the breast cancer genes in Black women are the result of trauma and bitterness. Mm. And cause it's where the gene, a healthy breast gene of a black woman, has been compromised by trauma. Mm. So that part of the woman's body is created and designed by God to nurture the child. Mm. But that has been damaged because of her past. So breast cancer among women, it's because of self-hate, bitterness, cancers on the right-hand side, the right breast come from the lack of forgiveness toward her father, what he did, or an uncle. Cancer on the left breast represents the lack of forgiveness toward her mother for allowing it to happen. Mm. So the women who are 20, 30, 40, 80 years old, but emotionally, Brian Sharp, they're 10 because that's where the trauma took place. Mm. So when you have healthy genes then become compromised, we call this, my brother, the epigenetic effect. Epigenetic. Epod means on top of. Genetic means gene. So it means that a healthy gene has been overtaken on top by stress because she has to take care, none of them, she, she has to take care of children. One of them is her husband, who is broke, busted, and disgusted. So the gene of the woman is compromised by cancer, by other sicknesses and diseases because of the epigenetic effect, or a lot of women have become bitter, and that's why you have a high degree of breast cancer, and this is the spiritual roots of sickness and disease. This is a part of the manipulation of black pain in the weaponization of black trauma. So the self-hate in our community is so in-depth that they put their value in a pair of tennis shoes. Mm. They would, we had a brother here in New York City three years ago whose wife left him because.
because he didn't pay his mortgage for three straight months, because he was paying hundreds of, of dollars on tennis shoes, mm. because of low self-esteem, buying things he could not afford, trying to impress people he didn't even like, mm. because of self-hate. This is the manipulation of black pain and the weaponization of black trauma. But we want to blame white people for our decisions. And the reason why, and I'm done after this, Manica. Thank you for your patience. The reason why the city of Detroit, which is now making a comeback, but the reason why the city of Detroit and other cities like East St. Louis, okay, Baltimore, parts of Houston and other liberal cities, they are destroyed, not because of white people. These cities are destroyed, especially Detroit, because, Brian Sharp, because of niggas. Not African-American, not black people, niggas. Niggas have almost destroyed Detroit. Detroit was so bad a couple of years ago that the state had to take over the city. With the city filed chapters 9 and 11 bankruptcy because of niggas, communist niggas on the left who did not know what the hell they were doing. Mm. And now Detroit is making a comeback. Okay? So then, anytime, because it's niggas who are destroying. These cities, and they got the nerve to ask President Trump for more money. You destroyed Minneapolis, then you have the gall and the audacity to ask the president for money. Oh, stop. It's because of niggas who have destroyed Detroit, and that's why white folk had to take it over. But yet we want to cry racism. Stop. That's the generation uh, of black pain and the weaponization of black trauma. Oh my! God. Uh, Mayor Lightfoot yesterday was uh, came out on stage in a coronavirus superhero outfit. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. I heard about, it, but I didn't see it. She came. She came out in a corona, and she's boule. Okay, isn't it interesting about Mayor Lightfoot? This is the same woman who did not want President Trump to send in the federal troops, because it's so bad in Chicago. So you got um, Rahm Emanuel, okay, who's a racist, and then you got Mayor Lightfoot. She did not want to stop the riots, okay? You got those of Black Lives Matter who were tearing up, tearing up businesses. They went into a Nike store, and one of the Black Lives you know, women one of the local leaders, she says, that's called reparations. Stop, wait a minute. You telling me niggas, okay, busting into Nike, stealing tennis shoes, stealing sweatsuits, and you're saying that's reparation? No, these women are witches, Brian Sharp, and they have to be stopped. This, see, see we, you and I, you, we're true black men. See, someone taught you well, my brother. Your father, you, you had a strong black father, uncles, 
someone, see, strong black men raised you. A strong black father raised me, okay? And my, my mother was white. She was in love with my father, okay? My father picked her up when they were, they were high school sweethearts. They were uh, at a school gym, you know, the, the cafeteria. He came, he went across racial lines, told her, you're going to be my wife. Her boyfriend, who was like 6'4", stood up. My dad said, if you don't sit down, I'll put you underneath the ground. And from that day, a month later, my friend, they were dating. In other words, we don't have strong men like that anymore. So now we have to go back to start at the beginning. But you see, we, we have a generation of men and women who don't know who they are. So your value, black people, is not a Nike. It's not in Air Jordans. It's not in the athletic. Why is it that most black kids that you talk to, not all, you ask them what do they want to be? It's not a doctor. It's not a lawyer. It's not a dentist or a teacher. I want to be like Kobe Bryant. I want to be like LeBron James. I want to be like Tom Brady. Why is it? Because in the black psyche of children, they have been named mission or emancipated to think that if you talk a certain way, you're white. If you don't wear your pants below your black behind, then you're white. See, even the term saggy, capital S-I-G-G-I-N, spell it backwards, you get the word niggas, sire. If you add the letter G for saggy, well, the backwards is G niggas. Sorry, 50 cent gene unit, niggas. Why? Because the baggy gene was created by two black homosexual men in the state penitentiary in the early 1970s, the early 1970s in Johnny, Illinois, they created the baggy gene to distinguish who, were, who was their homosexual lover. Now we got people, young men in the church wearing that which is rooted in homosexuality. And that's a side point. Why are people in the church, especially people who sing on the praise team, wearing G's with holes in the knees? They came up out of these prisons in the early 1970s, in the early 1970s, where there was a lot of oral sex among men. So they were cut out the knees out of the G's. It was rooted in oral sex between black men. Now it's a fashion design. It's a psyop. Because mm. the nigga psyop is so in-depth within the black psychic of sagging niggas or sagging with the G, G niggas, or holes in your genes, in the knees, that was built for men to suck each other. That's see, that's where these demons come from. But yet you got black people saying, I want my reparations. Okay? In other words, they want to be repaired. That's what reparations, they want to be repaired. Okay? And they want affirmative action, but the original uh, wordage for affirmative action was not called affirmative action, Brian Sharp. It was called affirmative property. Ah, so you need to be repaired because you are an affirmative property, which means you're saying that you're a nigga. See, this is the reason why you got Benjamin Crump, Reverend Al, Vitamin B deficient Sharpton, 
Farrakhan, Jesse Jackson, who had Dr. King killed. That's another topic for another day. Yes, Jesse Jackson had changed Dr. King's room from the first floor to the third floor to give the shooter a better shot at Dr. King. And it was Reverend Billy Cows, K-Y-L-E-S. You can look it up on YouTube when he said that he was told to move out of the way so that the shooters can have a clean shot of Dr. King. Niggas had Dr. King killed. Boole, Sigma Pi Pi, niggas. All right, let me ask you this. You said you don't like the term African-American. What do you, do, what do you think black Americans should call themselves? Whatever their first and last name is. Mm. See, man, I got whatever the first and last name that their parents gave them. Don't call yourself African. See, again, you're, they have attached themselves after a white Roman family. What should they call themselves? They're given name that the parents call them. They are a child of God. That's who you are. Now we go from nigger, Negro, colored, Afro, African, African, we're all over the map because we don't know who we are. So then, stop putting your identity to a title of a system that has enslaved you. The Africanist family. People say, well, he wasn't born with the name. Okay, he was given a name. It wasn't Hannibal. It was not the people of Alcibulon. It was the white Roman power structure. And 90% of the names of the uh, nations in Africa are named after some Roman, Greek, or Cyprian family. Mm. Um, we don't know who we are. Go ahead, Manigo. Oh, uh, question. last question here. Uh, and we're going to get out of here. Your thoughts on yoga are quite controversial. Oh, yes. Can you tell me why you believe this is some sort of de demonic art form? You know what, man of God, that is a question that I get all the time. And I thank you so much for asking me that question. Now, when you look at the term yoga, the very term, when you take words, okay, so we talk about we have 9,909 languages, over 14,000 dialects, over 33,500 accents. So the truth is in the word. So the term yoga, written from right to left, rabbinically, because, because you have to anagram words to get to the truth of that word that's hidden from left to right, but you open it up from right to left. So the term yoga is a goy, written from right to left, which is a Persian term, meaning a convalescent state. State. So when a man or a woman, in layman terms, gets into that yoga position, they not only become a convalescent state, which means a sick corporation, but that individual, man or woman, becomes an occultic letter. So then yoga is dark arts. Chakras, you're going to get a lot, people are going to beat me up. Chakras is dark arts. It's opening up the portals of your body to spirits like Odu Aifa. So the term yoga or a goy, not only in the Persian text means, 
a convalescent state. But even at, at a deeper uh, meaning from yoga to agoy to convalescent, the term agoy when interpreted into the uh, Greek Hellenistic text, going back to the days of Aristotle, Plato and Socrates, there was a group of dancers called the Chippendale dancers. For the term agoy in Greek is the word Chippendale. So there was a group of Chippendale dancers going back to the days of Aristotle, Plato, and Socrates, who would perform yoga positions for the men and women who were about to rape them. This is the origin of yoga, not just going back thousands of years into the Sanskrit, but also yoga has been mastered by the Greek and through the Greek empire, going back to 1500 years, where young kids would dance. Now it's called Chippendale dancing, but the origin of that came up out of the Greek and Cyber empire, where they would get into a certain position, yoga, that would enact a spirit of the underworld to fill that body of the individual who was in that convalescent state. That's why it's dark arts. That's why it's evil. And you know, I get these, I get a lot of email messages from women on your own. I don't care about the, what these witches think. These are the same women who stay at home on a Friday night, eating five pounds of Hongadons, three pounds of Doritos, and can't get a man because they're trying to get a man on Mash God Hell, the Christian confusion mingle, and plenty of fish. Okay, can't get a man because these women don't know how to love themselves. But yet they're telling me that yoga is not dark art. Stop. So yoga agoy. And this is where we get the term chips ahoy. So chips ahoy. So the term ahoy is a maritime term calling for the maidens of the ships, which become chip and dare dancers, not just in Aristotle's time, but many during the, the time of Achilles. Remember that movie, Troy with Brad Pitt? There were Chippendale dancers on those ships that the soldiers had sex with, little boys and little girls. But it's rooted in the word of yoga, which these children had to get into those convalescent states. That's why when a person does that, now you got people saying, well, I can play Christian music, stop. That's like saying there are Christian witches and warlocks or Christian Halloween. There's a ministry that's demonic. It's called Christ Alignment. To all of your beautiful listeners, look it up. Christ Alignment, a couple, a white couple called the Hodges who are connected to Bethel Church in Redding, California, okay? So, um, that group, Christ Alignment, they read your spirit by giving you a Christian tarot card. It's still witchcraft. You can add the word Christian to it all you want. You can add the word Christian to yoga, but it's still a demon. You can take a pig and give it a bath and slap some, uh, slap some cologne on it, but it's still a pig. Because the very essence of yoga is opening up the portals of your soul to the underworld, it's demonic. And this is the reason why, and that's a side point, man of God. If you, got, if you get an opportunity in connection to yoga, uh, this church in California called Bethel Redding, okay? 
where Bill Johnson is their pastor, okay? They're teaching their children, not just Christian yoga, but they're teaching the teenagers of their church and the young people to go to all these graveyards in California and to lay on the graves of preachers and saints in order to soak up the anointing. That is called grave soaking. That's witchcraft. Mm. But some people don't know anything better because my people destroy for the lack of knowledge. It's called grave soaking or grave sucking. And yogaism is a part of the grave soaking. Now, remember, some months ago, Mayfair got themselves into a lot of hot water because of the furniture, you know, with the, with the kids, and they deny it, right? But this goes back to the Babylonian Empire during the time of Nimrod once a year. A Nimrod, and, and this is where we get the Christmas tree from, okay? So all you pastors don't have a Christmas tree on your pulpit that represents Nimrod. And the gifts underneath the tree represents the decapitated heads of children once a year as a ritual in the Babylonian Empire. Another topic for another day. So in the Babylonian Empire once a year, going back to 4,000, 5,000 years to Genesis chapter 10, Nimrod, who had attempted to build the tower, was the father of the Babylonian Empire. This is where we get the term 5656, Lawn 6666. They used to sacrifice a child in each ditch district of Babylon once a year unto the gods of Baal, Lucifer, and Molech, BLM, Black Lives Matter. Once a year, by putting that child in a piece of furniture so that the child can be the shape of that furniture that was built in the shape of their house god or demon, yoga. And would take that furniture with that dead child inside, shape like that furniture, shape like their house god, and would sacrifice it to Baal, to Lucifer, and to Molech, B-L-M. Mm. That's why yoga is dark arts, and that's why myself as a contract killing machine, my job is to expose it for what it is. Now, you uh, seem to agree that chakras point to, excuse me. <coughs> yes, sir. Chakras point to energy centers within the body, right? What it is, chakras, it's, it, it's energy, those energy centers is where demons come in. So you do not you do not discount the fact that these energies energy centers exist in the body. It's not energy center. See, this is what I'm not saying. You're saying this. This is what the occulted world calls these dimensions to the human body as energy uh, center. See, anything God creates into the devil, not you, my brother, but Satan has a counterfeit. So these so-called energy centers. This is the language of the occult world. But what God put in you and I is his breath. Okay. But what Lucifer, L, Satan, S, devil, D, LSD wants to do is to bring in a counterfeit energy, which is the presence of the nature of spirits. So chakras, okay, 
One of the gods of the um, Hinduistic um, movement, doctrine, goes back thousands of years, is the god called Trident. Like Trident, a cup of T-R-I-T-R-I-D-E-N-T. Um, the god Shiva holding up a trident sword with a triple sword. So Trident was another algorithm of invoking demons. Do you know who was one of the first ones in American history? Not one of the first, but he was not the first, but what one of the first ardent supporters of the chakra system was the founder of AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, Bill Wilson. Do you know Bill Wilson built and designed AA in 1934, 1935, in 1935, Bill Wilson, his wife, and his partner, Dr. Bob, who built Alcoholics Anonymous, created AA through a seance by invoking through energies, chakras, and connection to Ouija boards, the god or the demon or the spirit of Pope Boniface VIII, the same one in 1302 who in enacted, enacted the Unum Sanctum Global document that also belonged to the Vatican. So AA, Bill Wilson, had built the 12-step program by invoking demons through his energy fields via chakras. So that's why they don't call God, God, whose name is the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm like, in, in, in AA, you know what they call him? A higher power. What high power? Are we talking about Jesus Christ or are you talking about Lucifer? See, this is the reason, and I'm not condemning people who were in AA or in AA now, but the origins of AA is rooted in chakras in connection to Bill Wilson, who remained an alcoholic even after that because he came in contact with demons. So chakras, energies, it's all demonic. You are invoking spirits. You're conjuring spirits to come into your eye gate, nose, mouth, ears, and your backside. These points, it means that the individual is shackering or conjuring a spirit in the human body. And God did not design your body to do that. See, this is where we get the term... Uh, like levitation, people table tipping. That, that's witchcraft. So the, again, I, I'm against chakras. Absolutely. Oh man, I'm telling I, I feel an anointing on your show tonight. <laughs> Any more questions? I love these questions. Uh, so yeah, um, you know, I'm still on the, the chakra thing, right? So it seems like you don't deny the existence of the chakras in the body. You are saying that they're being misused. No, 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 no. I do not believe any chakras or energies or any portals were put in by God in the human body. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying that chakras, energy portals. So you don't believe you don't believe that chakras exist? No, they exist from the underworld, but the human body was not designed to possess them because it's demons, brother Sharp. It's demons. No, I don't deny the existence of energy fields that come from hell. 
you see, you, you and I are dealing with a 21st century demon. And the problem with the present day Church of Jesus Christ, we're trying to defeat a 21st century demon with 10th century anointing. Chakras. I don't deny the fact that there's chakras or energy fields, but they were not designed by God to be in the human genome because they're spirits. Anything that's not created by God is automatically from hell. So chakras, yoga, agoy, Chippendale dancers, convalescent states of bodies where the legs become uh, serpentine. So you see a woman with leg, one leg going one way and another, that's, she is getting herself into a serpentine body motion where the body is called a corpse or a corporation. You don't feel that so, the body should be flexible? Uh, in, in the Holy Spirit, in, in the anointing, that the flexibility, the only flex, and that's a great question. When we talk about flexibility, the Holy Spirit in you and I, which is Jesus Christ, allows you and I to be, what, what happened tonight for the past three and a half, almost four hours, was called spiritual flexibility, where God was using the bishop to spiritually, to stretch the eternal minds of your students so that when I let go of their minds, their minds will not return back to its original form or shape, that's flexibility, but you don't need to invoke chakras and energy fields to do that. That's demonic. What that's if, what if, what if yeah. I were to start chanting like, "Om"? would that be considered demonic? Yes, because that term "Om." this is where we get the Coptic interpretation of "Om man or amen or amen, all of that. So, See, the thing is, God never designed you and I to chant. Why? Which is chant? You know, I, I was telling one preacher, I'm so glad that you asked me this question. I was telling uh, a, a preacher on yesterday, right, here in the city, uh, white brother, good brother, and I said that you have to stop teaching your people how to read each other. He said, why? He said, I said, reading or ESP, extrasensory perception, like chakras, is not of God. See, extrasensory perception is a counterfeit form of the gift of discernment that God has given the church through his spirit. So what, see, whatever God has, Satan wants to counterfeit that by adding to it. That's why it's called extrasensory perception. In other words, ESP is the ability of the individual to read, but that's witchcraft. That's not, that's not the gift of discernment. So then we don't chant in the church, witches chant and witches channel. I don't call my YouTube page YouTube channel. See, I don't call a radio show a broadcast, casting spell, or let me spell this word, well, spell. How do you write? I'm writing in cursive. Oh, that's curses. Cursive spelling spell to put a cast on a broken list. See, these are words that have been taught to the American, to the world psyche for centuries. 
America, it's, it, it's going to take a global spiritual revolution to overhaul the global language industrial complex. Words like boo, which means women, women, listen, when a woman says you're my boo, it means you're my raper. She don't know that. And do you know, man of God, not to get away from shackles, do you know? Concerning the thongs, I'm not talking about the bathing suit that women wear. The original thong came up out of slavery in the South, where the thongs were boots that went up, that go up above the kneecaps of the women. Well, the thongs were originally designed by the slave masters in the South in the uh, late 1700s, early 1800s, to warm the legs of the horses. That's why the horse and the dog is called a B-I-T-C-H. So then, when the slave master was about to rape the woman, he would take off at least two thongs or boots and put them on the legs of the woman to have sex. Now, black, not just black women, all these women are wearing thongs and boots that has a spiritual root to slavery. Okay, and so okay. this is this is the side. So again, chakras. Now, getting back to all these energy it's nothing but demons, man of God. The only flexibility that you need is Jesus Christ through His Spirit. Oh, these are great questions tonight. Man, um, all right. So some scientists undertaken serious research in this field and have taken Curlion photographs. Are you familiar with Curlion photographs? I'm not, I'm not familiar with that. No. All right, it's K-I-R-L-I-A-N. And these Curlion photographs had uh, revealed radiating zones. Uh, and these zones uh, actually appear around the endocrine gland system. Thymus, uh, thyroid, you know, uh, you name it, right? Going down, uh, yes. down the center of the body, right? And these are the same places that these people claim are the chakra system. So scientists have proven that there are energy centers in the body and there's a spiritual system that it kind of aligns with science. What do you make of all that? You see, 95, and I was saying this on um, our global masterclass a couple weeks ago, you're hitting great nerves with me, 95% of the body, names of the body parts that we have were not named by God. God didn't name that part of the brain pineal gland. The indigenous Egyptians did that. The term lung, the term excuse, excuse my word, the term penis or Vagnus, which means vagina. Because in Greek and Cyprian mythology, okay, um, when you're talking about the word sneep, which is penis spelled backwards, sneep was a woman or a goddess in Greek and Cyprian mythology. Wait a minute now. The part of the man that, that is named penis is the name of a goddess in Greek mythology. In the term clitoris, listen women, 
that's a part of the womb of the woman, according to Greek mythology, was a man. So then we have to look at the origin of the name and why are the body parts called organs? It's going to blow your mind here. When the serpent came to the woman, my friend, before the fall of Adam, they were spirit. Adam didn't have penis. And the woman didn't have a clitoris. These are the names that were given by the Greek and Cyprian and Persian worlds to name the human body after the names of spirits and demons. So, when the serpent came to the woman, and this is the reason why Cain, his father, is not Adam. I know that has nothing to do with the premise of your question. This is here at paternal superfecundation. So then the serpent came to her and transferred chromosomes. Adam and Eve didn't have any chromosomes. They didn't need it because they were spirit. Though he came from the dust of the ground, not the dust by the ground, dust from the ground and of the ground, which means he was spirit, not natural dust. But how did we acquire I'm going to say that this is going to be weird, but please, please, your people have an open mind. How did a man acquire a tongue in a penis? How did a woman acquire a vagina if they were spirit? Because of their contact with serpent knowledge and technology in Genesis 3. Oh, this is deep. And so after the fall, then they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves or aprons. The apron represents, they created the apron masonically. To all of your listeners, look at the Gmail logo. So the names of energies, chakras, was not given by God. And all due respect to you, Dr. Uh, 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 Sharp, because you're so intelligent, brother. But the scientists are not Christ-centered because see, they, they don't think on a level that all of these body parts, penis, was a name of a woman, a goddess in Greek mythology, while clitoris was a man. So why would the global historical deep state give the term clitoris which was the name of a male demon called Incubus to a woman and give the part of a man called Penis, or which is Sneeda, that was the name of a goddess. Wait a minute now. So Clitoris was the name of a god, male, Incubi, and Clitoris was the name of a goddess, Sac. This is where we get the term incubation or succubation. It's mixed. Why? Because people don't go back further into history to, to look at the origin of words in relation to the human body. Oh, man, this, this is heavy. My job is to present the facts and it's up to you, for your people to come up with the proper conclusion. Hey, I got one. I got one last question, and we're gonna get out of here. Promise yes, this sir. time. 
Yes, sir. Uh, Hotep Jesus uh, does not believe in Jesus Christ. I do not have any future plans to follow Jesus Christ. I do not have any future plans to follow the church in any shape or format. What do you make of that? Am I the devil? No, I'm not saying you're the devil. No. Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying. But let me ask you, why, 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 um, why don't you want to follow Jesus Christ, and why don't you want to be a part of the body of Christ, the church? It's a great, great question. Oh, uh, why? Well, I started out uh, as a good Catholic boy. I was confirmed in the Catholic Church. And uh, I followed the teachings of Jesus Christ for many years, to which have never made sense to me. Um, there are words of Jesus Christ himself who said we should not idolize him. Uh, then there's the confusion of him being the, the Father God and the Father God being him and the Father God bestowing him. But beyond all of that is the uh, fact that it was the, the story is predated by the Nile Valley movement. And really, the Bible is just... Uh, a version of the uh, stories of uh, ancient Egypt, Heru and, and so forth. Look at the word hotep. The term hotep, which is Coptic in its origin, right? I hear people saying um, like Amenhotep, you know, one of the first dentists and created dentistry, right? But see, you look at the names Coptically of the names of Amenhotep, Hotep, Horus, which means our. Horus had four sons. Horus, junior, hour, half hour, minute, second. So the time, this fallacy called time or 2020, is built on a Coptic system. But the term Hotep is not biblically sound. Look at the term Ho which is a Greek word meaning hollow. In tip, T-E-P, which means to agitate in Greek. So when a pe person says, they call themselves hotep, they have opened their portal, their spirit, to be agitated. So when I look at Jesus Christ, Jesus is the Greek interpretation of the Hebrew Yeshua. Christ is not a last name. Christ not only means the Messiah, yes, he is the Messiah, uh, the anointed one, but the word Christ, Christos, also means a new way of thinking. So Jesus Christ, or Yeshua the Hamashiach, or Jesus the Christ, who is the greatest teacher in human and spiritual and universal history. So the word of God, 45 books were extracted from the original canon. I never understood why until recently. It was the Vatican, right? And that's another topic for another day. Why was, and it was one of the books called the Gospel of the Egyptians, where it, revealed that the child Jesus was educated in Egypt when his mother, Mary, and his stepfather, Joseph, had to flee because Herod wanted to destroy, not Jesus, but 
to destroy the Christ kingdom. Christ means kingdom also. So the book of the gospel according to the Egyptians, one of the 45 missing books, taken out by the Vatican in 325 AD and later on by the Jesuit secret society in 1666, the remaining 35, taught about the adolescent years of Jesus Christ, his education. Then when he came back from Egypt, okay, into Israel, now maps going back thousands of years before the time of Christ showed Jerusalem as Northeast Akibalan, which is Israel. <laughs> so then to you, man of God, it would be my counsel as your brother, because I love you, man, and I highly respect you, that your education in the Catholic Church was not according to the eternal gospel of Jesus Christ. It was according to the Vaticanized system of the Christian faith. This is where we get the term anity for Christian anity, sanity, insanity. So the Vatican through Constantine in 313 um, AD had legalized the Christian faith. The Christian faith doesn't need to be legalized. God doesn't legalize, Satan legalizes. So when an individual invokes spirits, energy porters, chakras, they have given demons the legal right to possess that body. You see, because the devil is a legalist. God is not a legalist. So the devil has entered into the life of people through chakras, energy porters, because they listen to non-Christ-centric scientists, whereas now people have given demons legal ground legal right to possess them. But you, Brian Sharp, I believe Christ is going to grab you, man of God. You've been called to transform the world. The Catholic Church is the church of Babylon. They're not the church. The true church of Jesus Christ was born in the book of Acts chapter 2. So then, Christ has transformed the world. Every name of every name of an entity in Egypt, including the Ankh, is connected to witchcraft. And and so this is how Satan is it not to you. I think I believe that I believe that. Let me say this real quick before I don't before because I don't want to forget. You reach my you get my age and you end up forgetting. So this is how Satan has infiltrated black America through black liberation theology. And that's not what you're talking about. That's not, that's not the premise of your, of your statement. Black liberation theology is based upon the doctrine of victimhood on your skin color that someone owes you something. So then black liberation theology was birthed in this country through Dr. James Cone, God rest his soul who went to Medellin, Colombia in 1968 at the invite of Fidel Castro to take part of the International Conference on Liberation Theology in Latin America. So Jesuit Latin American priests of the Jesuit Secret Society got 
the origin of liberation theology that we call black liberation theology out of the KGB in the Soviet Union. So it's a theology that's based on communism, socialism, fascism, and Marxism. That's based on color where the pigmentation is a god. So where did Jesus send the, send the demons into the herd of swine? I'm sure you read the story. Where Jesus sent the demons into the herd of swine. Swine, a swine is a characteristic of a pig. This is where we get the term pigmentation, skin. So through black liberation theology, and that also we have pan-Africanism. Do you know the term pan means cornucopia? What is cornucopia? A two-horned demon. But black, listen, Black consciousness people and black uh, Africanists or people who believe in, believe in pan-African centricity, they don't know what they're talking about because the word pan means cornucopia, a two-horned system or demon. So everything would be our problem with black America, not just the black diaspora. And I'm glad that you're asking these questions, brother, because I'm wearing you out. I'm sorry. We have to stop concentrating on skin because what's happening, we're using pigmentation as a god. And we have to get from the skin into the spiritual realm. That my, my, my um, counsel for you, man, God, the hand of Christ is on you, whether you want it or not. And I've seen a lot of your interviews I believe you was on Joe Rogan, the anointing. He, he's not on your level, man of God. You're free. And I don't know Joe Rogan, you know, but he. But that's because. Yeah. That's because yeah, I, yeah. I, I do chakra work. See, and, and again, the Lord. And I want to come back on this show, powerful show, uh, to uh, really do a. Let's do a. a um, a show, a teaching on the origins of chakra, because the term chakra is the name of Lucifer in Persian. Well, I'm not worried about the word so much. Like, for example, you said that the, uh, you know, uh, a lot of the stuff we see in ancient Egypt, we see with the witches and the witchcraft and so on and so forth, right? Yes, sir. And yes, really, sir. what happens is, is at least from my interpretation, is uh, Europe. Yes, Europe discovers this ancient African knowledge and tries to use it in very interesting ways, kind of like Kabbalah, right? But the origins of it one, yeah. is very is the, the origins of it are very uh, African in nature, or Alkebulanish in nature, or Kemetic in nature. They come from the uh, faith systems of uh, ancient Kemet or ancient Egypt, where they also practice not the word chakra, but they practiced a, a similar system. Of manipulating the energy system, uh, energy centers in the body. But you just got to say, and not to cut you off, man of God, the manipulation of. So this is where we get the term kinetic or kinesis, because the term hermetic is an offspring of the term kinetic. 
This is where we get the term telekinesis. Well, hermetic oh. hermetic comes from uh, Hermes Trimegistus. But is connected is connected within the kinetic world, which means the manipulation. And, and I'm glad we're having this discussion. Well, Hermes I, Hermes is really the Greek version of Thoth or, or Tehuti uh, out of ancient Egypt. And Thoth is a name of a spirit or demon of the underworld, not just in Greek and Cypher mythology, but in African ecology, in, in the many of the African-centric mythologies. Let me say this before. Listen, this is powerful. This is probably one of the most powerful discussions I've ever been a part of in a long time. So the term manipulation, the manip why is it that we feel the need, not me, I'm not saying you, man of God, why is it that black people feel the need, or any people, to manipulate something? So in other words, when you look at the term autokinesis or atmoskinesis, look at the word, at when we walked this word up about an hour and a half ago, atmosphere. Kinesis, the manipulation of the air. That's santantic. That's it is. So when you look at telekinesis, the manipulation of thought through vision, or chronokinesis. Is that possible? Through, well, through the demonic realm, but it's counterfeit. What about telepathy? What about telepathy? Telepathy is definitely. Is telepathy, telepathy demonic? It's demonic. Telepathy is demonic. Let me give you a scripture for you. And man of God, listen. There's a scripture in John. Remember, and you, I'm sure you learned this, even in the Catholic Church. In the Gospel according to St. John, uh, there came a certain angel once a season to trouble the water, right? Wait a minute now. Number one, Dr. Sharp, angels don't have the ability to heal, only God. So we call this, okay, this is a kinetic form of healing. It's manipulation. It is not the true healing. So when in John chapter 5, this angel came once a year to trouble or to manipulate the water that whoever got in and was healed, okay? So wait a minute now. Demons can't heal. It's a counterfeit healing. So what Jesus did, Jesus had healed, cured, and made whole the man and sent him back near that pool to spiritually remove the demonic force in that territory because people were more sick, man of God, because, and you said this word, they, they, Satan is not, you didn't say Satan, but I'm, I'm going to put, I'm going to add the word Satan. Satan has manipulated healing through pharmacia. What's pharmacia? Pharmaceutical. What's pharmaceutical? Divination. So 95% of the medications that the world is using is named after some spirit in hermetic theology, Greek or Cyprian mythology. Wait a minute. So we're ingesting the medication that's named after the psyop of a spirit. So when you're talking again, you said this, this word manipulation, okay? So when people begin to manipulate healing, so then I, I want to come back, my God, because 
what's happening, especially uh, in the black world. Because when you got people who say it's kinetic, it's chakra, it's witchcraft, but it's, it's through the prism of blackhood and black growth and pan African. So it, it, it's, it's a trick of the enemy. And this is a reason why, uh, you know, this word for the manipulation of, and you're smiling now, but listen here, and I'm almost done. So the manipulation of healing, okay? So it's the manipulation of healing through witchcraft. It's, it's, so when you take, let me, let me take these witches from Black Lives Matter, libations. You know what that's from? In other words, when they invoke their ancestors, it's spirits that they're invoking, but they don't know that. Okay? So it's Black Lives Matter is thriving through witchcraft because they're using their connection to the underworld that they call ancestors. Okay? But what it is, man of God, it's witchcraft. But it's based in blackhood, African centricity, pan-Africanism, black consciousness. So the term pan means cornucopia or a two-horned demon. But black people, they don't know this. Why? Because we are destroyed. Not you and I, but people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. And there is, is the manipulation of healing. That's not of God. So people talk about energy. Um, you know, you got people who give for energy type of healing, holistic with an H. Wait a minute. Huh? So there's a difference between holistic with a W versus holistic with an H. Holistic with a W, when Paul says, I pray God your whole body, soul, and spirit be preserved unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's from Christ. But holistic with an H, that's new age. You know, so then you talk about bath crystals, and I'm not saying that you're saying a bath crystals and, you know, witch hazel. It's all rooted within the underworld. And this is the reason why people are stuck in demon possession, but they don't even know it. And man, I'm, I'm telling you, God wants me to come back for a part two. I want us to get into this, man. God, this is. You are a gifted uh, interviewer. I want you to know that, man of God. You Thank are you. a gifted interviewer. And see, you're causing me to stretch. We're stretching each other, right? And so to to uh, to family, to my family uh, of the di black diaspora, I love my people. And I want people to be liberated, okay? I want them to be free. But you cannot use the manipulation of healing kinetically and call it God because it's not. Telepathy, telekinesis, it's witches, it's demons, okay? So then God has never given the spiritual being the ability to do that. What happens? Because this is when demons take over. So then this is where the demon takes over the personality of the human being, of the person. Whereas there are some people who have 
they, they've had their demons for so long that the demon has become their character in their personality. Whereas they say, well, I'm healed. This is what the devil does. When Christ heals you, Brother Brian, no strings attached. No strings. But when Satan does it, okay. You don't get cancer, but you pick up AIDS because of a blood transfusion. See, there's always a truth. That's how Satan is. It's manipulation. So manipulation is not the nature of who God is. Manipulation is the nature of who Satan is. And he wants to destroy the black man. Why? Because what's in you and I, Satan is afraid of. Oh, yeah. Keep looking around. But let me tell you, black man, this is the reason why the devil wants to destroy us. But he's using black liberation theology, Egyptology, hermetic studies, okay? Copy all of this and say the onk and what you're doing. People are opening up. The onk is bad? The onk well, is it, a sign of fertility. It's a sign of fertility. In other words, it's bad, it's demonic, it's witchcraft. So then, <laughs> Yes, it's it's the God of fertility. Listen, we, we gotta set we gotta set up a second show. Yes, they all call it. See when there was a there were two women. Do you do you do debates? Oh, I love debates. I love I'd love debates. to I'd love to set you up with a debate with Shaka Akmos and just moderate and just play the middle guy and let you guys What's his real name? What's his real name? His real name? Yes. What was his birthday his parents gave him? I don't know. I call him Shaka Agmos. But find out what his birth name is. See, this, again, Shaka Ugga Ugga Boo. See, and this is where this this boo, this Ugga Boo, it, it's all rooted. And I know, listen, man, God, listen. All right, what about Dr. 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 Booker T. Coleman has changed his name to Cabo Kamene. Is there something wrong with that, too? Why is it that we have feel the need to change our name. Now, it's not just the change in the name, but what we are changing into. What type of name? Why? Listen, I love the debate. Listen, so the, I get at the or every word and name that these men have called have called themselves is rooted in some demon. <laughs> Shaka Akmos's name is rooted in some demon. It's rooted in Egyptian demonology. Every <laughs> single name is rooted. I don't care if it's Shaka Ugga Ugga Boo or, or what Prince It's all demonic. Okay, why? See that? That's, that's where. No, 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 no. I respect these men. I don't know. Highly respect them. They're my brothers. But the thing is, they're lost. Okay. So, yes, set it up. And the thing is, man of God, now let me say this before we close out. In all, and this is serious, the hand of the Lord is on you, Brian Sharp. Say, so you can call yourself Hotep, Jesus, Q-tip, Retip, whatever, but the hand of the Lord <laughs> is on you, brother. And God, let me tell you, God has designed you for greatness, Okay. Let me ask you a question. When did you when did you start calling yourself Hotep Jesus? 
about six, about six years about six okay. years ago because somebody gave me the name and I like the way it sounded. Who who gave you that name? I don't know, some random person. Wait a minute. So wait a minute. So you don't know the name of the person who gave you that name? That's correct. Oh, oh man, no, 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 no. See, again, what what has happened? How many years? How many years? How many? How many, how many years? How many years? I would I would guess it was maybe about six years now. Okay. So then, what happened when some random person that you don't even know? Okay. I don't care if he's calling himself Ugga Bugga Boot, whatever, Chakra, whatever. Whoever gave you that name, they just you just open yourself up, okay, for spiritual demons to have legal ground. But you don't even know the name. Of, I'm not condemning you because I love you, man. But you don't even know the name of the person who gave you the name. That that's dangerous. Eh? So then, when we're talking about um, the manipulation, and I'm sorry to keep you so long. See, the spirit, the psyop of manipulation is in the black psychic. And that's, there is a regeneration, a manipulation that's not from God. It is not in the nature of God to manipulate. That's satanic. God is not in the, listen, and so then. Um, I'm going to say this and let you go, man of God, because I, I got to get me something to eat. I'm hungry. So then in, in my conclusion, we talk about the manipulation of black pain and the weaponization of black, uh, black trauma. The answer is in Jesus Christ. It's not Amenhotep. It's not in the Ankh. It's not in the chakras. Or hotep, crotep, or q-tip. The answer <laughs> is in Jesus Christ and him crucified. Because, man of God, uh, Brian Sharp, if you were the only person left on this planet, Jesus Christ still would have came 2,000 years ago to die for you. And so, you know, I don't want, I'm tired, not you, man of God. But black America is being manipulated, okay, by a psyop of pigmentation. I'm not saying don't love, you know, what you look like. I'm just saying you cannot fall in love with an entity that's set to go back to the dust. It has to be the part of you that cannot be seen with the naked eye. That part that God breathed into Adam, that part is who Brian Sharp is. And not a whole tip or Q-tip Jesus. It is it's the part that's in you, man of God. You're powerful. You're anointed. Oh, yes. And I'm saying in my conclusion, I, I apologize to you and to your staff for keeping you guys for, uh, for you know all these out. But I don't apologize for the truth. Whether it's any type of kinesis, telekinesis, omnikinesis, tychokinesis, whatever type of kinesis, it's kinetic energy, which is witchcraft, it's manipulation. And at the very core, it is the algorithm of hell. Okay? Mm. So I am so happy, man of God, I am so happy that we had a powerful, robust discussion. And I love my people. I love my people. But it's time for us to wake up and the problem, the core problem of black America 
is sin. That's the core problem, brother. It's sin. You cannot legislate sin. See, what well, in the problem, thank you, Lord. The problem is, and I'm wearing you out, you cannot deal with sin through the prism of civil rights. You see, that's the reason why we continue to have these riots and we continue because we're trying to deal with the sin problem, nature, through the prism of civil rights. Jesus did not deal with the sin nature through the barrel of a gun that came from Barabbas. Jesus dealt with the sin nature. He dealt with the pain of the individual. And I'm going to say this. It's going to get a lot of your, your, your listeners upset. That's fine because I'm a contractor. I'm not here to please. I love you, brother. Um, Kwanzaa. Its founder was a man that was in prison for rape. So Kwanzaa is names is is a name of a demon in West African theology, but you hear black. Oh, he's not you. He's our uncle. Tom. I don't care. You have to look at the root of things. Kwanzaa or Pan Africanism. You know he wasn't. You know he wasn't found guilty of rape, right? He was indicted, but he wasn't found guilty. Okay. He raped, okay? He just got off, okay? And the thing is, Kwanzaa, it's a supplement to replace Christ with seven fruits from the ground. Come on, Cain. See, it's we're, we're always going back to skin color because Satan has Black America in this box of skin color. And everything is based on skin color, but not the spirit of Christ. Yeah. Oh my God. See, and Bishop. Jesus was a man of color. Oh yeah, this was a powerful, robust discussion, brother. I love you. We got to do a part two. I'm, God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach out to some people. I'd love to host a debate to talk about yeah. is Hotep. Uh, demonology is everything coming from ancient Egypt. Demonology, as you would put it. I'm going to find somebody to debate you on that. I'd love to see that debate happen. I'd love to be educated on these matters, I and I'd love, love to be convinced. Thank you very much for your time tonight. Tell the people where they can find you. Thank you so much, my friend. Uh, you can find us uh, on WOR 17 AM. Now, um, we're going to be beginning next Sunday, praise God, 5.30 PM. So um, it's WOR 17 AM, the voice of New York. And we're also can be found on the iHeartRadio Network and the iHeartMedia Group also here in New York City, New York um, on every Tuesday and Thursday night from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, we are nationally and internationally syndicated through iHeart. And uh, also they can find me on social media. You know, Go to facebook.com forward slash Bishop L. Gators, G-A-I-T-E-R-S. Also, we have a, um, a main page of Global Spiritual Revolution Radio on Facebook, and they can just join our Global Spiritual Revolution, Global Spiritual Revolution Radio on Facebook or um, or Facebook.com forward slash Bishop L. Gators. 
Follow me on Twitter. You know, my Twitter handle is at Bishop L. Gators, at Bishop L. Gators, G-A-I-T-E-R-S. Uh, last but never least, with your permission, uh, man of God, um, please, so all of your beautiful listeners, uh, you can financially support us at paypal.me forward slash GSRR Media Group. Again, beloved, paypal.me forward slash GSR our media group. When you give unto the Lord, He give you more to give. Your men should press out, shaking together, and running over, shall men give unto your bosom. So uh, please subscribe to our YouTube page, which is Global Spiritual Revolution Radio. Global Spiritual Revolution Radio. And we will love to have you as our subscriber, and you'll receive uh, daily information, not only from our, my uh, nationally syndicated radio talk show, but also my guest spots all over the world. I'm on some radio show or podcast somewhere throughout the world every single day. So uh, I love you, man of God, and uh, we look forward to receiving this so we can upload it on our page. And I, I got to tell you, this has been a very powerful, interesting, um, you know, flexible interview and i am so very honored i love you and that is the manipulation of black pain and the weaponization of black trauma and i thank you my friend thank you very much you have a good night brother i'll see you next time you too uh god bless you god bless your family and next time i come in and come on your on your your powerful show and i need to see you in the church not the catholic church in the church of jesus christ amen drop the hotep jesus Come on back to come on back to the body of Christ, and we love you, man of God. <laughs> Drop all the whole tipping, you tipping the chakras. Drop all that. Come on back because the hand of God is on you, brother. I know you're not because I'm telling that you're God. You're anointed, man. You're gifted, and you got a beautiful smile, beautiful personality. The Lord's hand is on your life, and He wants you. You listen. You can be black and be saved. There's nothing wrong with that. But who you are is not your skin color. That's what you are, but it's not who you are. Who you are is in Jesus Christ. God bless you, my my friend. We we'll see you next time. God bless. God. Everybody, that was uh, Bishop Larry Gatiss. Very very interesting interview, to say the least. Uh, I'm gonna read off. I'm gonna read off the rest of these super chats. I'm gonna get out of here. Uh, uh, oh, they can't hear you, Bishop. I'm, you're off screen already. Yeah. All right, have a good night, sir. Um, yeah, uh, Kent Thoreau, he said, uh, the bishop and Dr. Sharp blowing minds tonight. Thoughts on the alleged empire of Tartaria? Not sold on it yet, but I'd love to hear your take on it. I've vaguely looked into that. Uh, Big Elvis, Chef Rosenberg, he said, uh, father privilege more powerful than white privilege. Indeed, that's true. Um, David Ease, what up, bro? He said, uh, we need them sources. <laughs> Just Blaze, 999 Super Chat. Damn, thanks, Just Blaze. Says, happy belated birthday, big dog. Thank you, JB. Uh, it's another uncomfortable conversation. Uh, make sure y'all tune in next week. I have uh, Wednesday nights. We talk relationships. Thursday night is Hotel's been told you. And then next Friday, I will be with uh, Curtis School. That's going to be a very interesting interview. Um, so make sure y'all tune in. That's going to be from seven to until, uh, Monday I'll be with Donovan Sharp. I don't know if that's going to be live or not. Um, the chat says they want a young Pharaoh debate. I'm going to hit up Shaka Agmos. We'll do Pharaoh's a second option. I think, uh, I want to see the aged gentlemen do their thing and 
duel it out. Um, Def Jules said, uh, our gram's still $20. might need an L after. <laughs> um, somebody asked me, Chet, how much did you agree with? Uh, I think I agree with everything outside of the topic of Jesus Christ. I agree with uh, Bishop Larry Gators for the most part. Um, I agree with a lot of what he said tonight outside of the whole, you know, Bible and church stuff. I don't deal with that stuff. Um, and the chakras, I definitely don't agree with that. And the yoga, I definitely don't agree with that. Um, but hey, you know, people are allowed to believe what they're allowed to believe. Um, and that's what's great about being free, right? And and being open-minded is allowing people to believe what they want to believe. Um, but I just can't digest that thought. Um, no, I will not be dropping the Hotep. <laughs> My name is Hotep Jesus. And, uh, please don't forget it. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe and like before you leave. If you haven't subscribed and like subscribe and like, you can actually find the most interesting conversations on the planet here on this channel. Um, thank you very much for watching. Peace and Hotep.